everybody what is going on happy wednesday welcome to the yahoo tournament edition over on rotor grinders i'm eric crane and i'm joined by the man the myth the legend man going what's up buddy how you doing hey what's going on crane uh yeah it's it's a crazy time right now i got college basketball on the left watching that we got golf tomorrow uh we have nba going on which who knows what's gonna happen right every single night uh someone's in someone's out uh, it's a wild time man uh like one of the one of the fun times of the year in sports right there's probably like three of them a year oh, where march is the best is march Ma- the best it's a debate yes. so the fall is awesome man like, yeah it's march or uh, september maybe yeah. october because nba starts then you know but the problem with october is we never see the sun you know it's the the days are shorter it's just you never see the sun in october at least in march you get to see the sun plus you get the tournament going on you get a little bit of everything so to me march is but chad i want to know what you guys think let us know chat is it march is it like the fall season? What do you guys think? Also, for those of you that are out there in the YouTube world, make sure you click like, subscribe, have some fun. And if you want to chat with us, I don't have YouTube chat open. Bad news for you guys. But come on over, check us out on rotogrinders.com. We'd love to chat with you over there. Of course, the Rotogrinders chat is always on fire. It, 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 it's fire. I don't think it's on fire. Is that what the kids say, Mangoan? Uh, I don't, man, dude, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the kids say. Uh, it, it's not, I don't know if it's lit anymore. I feel like lit may have died. Uh, maybe there's some other term we don't I, know. I think wet is a thing. It, yeah, maybe that, that, that could be it. I feel like that was something that we said as, like I said as a kid, I don't know. Maybe that one's coming back. Is it all coming back? Like, like groovy is, is groovy going to be coming back uh, sometime? Gro- groovy's not coming back, Crane. There's no. <laughs> Why not? We can, I think we could make groovy happen. You know, they tried to make fetch happen in uh what was that movie where they tried to make fetch happen? Yeah, mean girls. Mean girls. They tried to make fetch happen. We can try and make groovy happen. Why the hell not? What's, I, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Throughout the show. Maybe, maybe we'll throw in groovy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Boy. Hey, Russell Westbrook. He is a groovy play tonight like that that's the kind of thing we can do isn't it yeah i, I think we're gonna have to do that and we'll, we'll talk about russell Westbrook. i had some stats on him i saw earlier that one of the beat writers tweeted so we'll talk about his groovy stats in a little bit oh that's right we got it's juicy is that is that a thing that's a, that's it chad i want to let you guys to let me know what your catchphrase are like what what are we missing because Mangone and i are really old at this point. dude do you remember i don't know if this happened when i was in high school like i guess a big brand was juicy for girls that they wore and so like there would be like these pants that girls would wear on their butt it would literally say juicy on it, it that's was, uncomfortable it was the funniest thing ever you can't get in trouble you would get in trouble like at that point if you just like Dang, those jeans are juicy. I feel like that's not something that it you could say and not in It wasn't jeans. It was like the sweatpants, right? Like sometimes people would have like those like things on like the butt cheeks. I don't know. That was like a funny thing that definitely happened when I was in high school. I, I firmly remember that. I, 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 I just, I'm so glad I don't have a daughter. Yeah. Oh, you, man, you, that's, you, all, that's all. Like every time I hear something like that, I think, thank goodness I had a son because I don't think I would feel comfortable with, you know, oh, hey, honey, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to the, the juicy factory. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that. Oh, I'm I'm going out in my juicy my juicy pants. I don't know. Dad wants to hear that. That's just that's just I couldn't handle. I could not handle being a dad to a daughter. So, yeah, it's you, you hit the nuts so far, Crane. Uh, I don't know if you want to <laughs> lying, man. I don't know if you want to get out now while you can, but uh, you've done well so far. I, I really I really might. My kid's really tall, and uh, yeah, and it's a boy, so I don't know. You know, I don't know where you go from there. It's you know nowhere to go but down at that point. Yeah, there. Regina George, I guess, was the. Uh, was the girl who was trying to say fetch. And of course they're in there talking about when Mancone was in high school, which I don't think it was last year. You're what, like 28? Yeah, I'm 28. So it wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't forever ago, but it feels like it. Uh, <laughs> I, I got my old voice back. I don't know if you saw the last show was on crane. My voice, 
my voice was all like low and everyone's like, are you sick? Is there something wrong? And uh, people thought it was a new Grinders host and they had to look up and see who it was. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, uh, my old voice is back. I guess I'm back to my uh, old You're, You were man grown back then. That's what was going on. Uh, let's see. They're, in the chat, they're talking about Jinko jeans. Were you around when Jinkos were a thing? I don't know if I know what Jinko jeans are. Oh, dude, Jinko is great. It had, it just like the most gaudy pieces of artwork on your on your butt on the side the jinkos they had like the dragon that would go down the leg of your jeans it was very weird um i had some black corduroy jinkos with a zebra on them it was very cool back then uh but and now we see dean in the chat you remember when we were talking to dean earlier and he said that no 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 i'm not going to be watching the show now here he is of course he's he's here to steal content right that's what he has to do yeah. Oh, wait, he says he logs off. He says, just when he thought Gucci's takes couldn't get any worse, he endorses March Madness and the Masters. What, what the hell is wrong with March Madness and the Masters? Those are two of the five best events of the year. Yeah, so they're definitely a good time. Like, I, I am with Dean on, like, okay, like, it's not a good product. I understand college basketball is not the greatest product, but it's exciting, right? It's fun. What am I doing at noon on a, uh, you know, what are we on, Wednesday today? Like, what am I doing? Uh, you know, I'm going to put some basketball on and just watch the game. There, there's some good players out there. Uh, like, I have Virginia Tech on. Blackshear's in there. He's some we'll probably be seeing in the NBA. Like, uh, you know, just scouting those guys out, like your boy Triple J is trying to find them of the world, Dean. Yeah, I mean, college basketball. Wait, hold on. Before I go on this rant, don't forget about the Yahoo Best Ball Bracket. It's a free entry. Make sure you check that out. The D Train just posted the uh, link in the chat. College basketball sucks. Like, as a product, it is awful. I tried to watch the Missouri Valley Conference basketball tournament last week, and it was just, I mean, it was like watching, you know, Rich Man's high school game. You know, it's dribble, dribble, dribble don't run a good offense, take a bad shot, rebound. And then, you know, the announcers are bad because you get all these mid-major guys. There's not a lot of quote-unquote progressive basketball when it comes to mid-major hoops. So you get all these announcers in there, you know, these old guys that have been the same schools broadcasting for 60 years. Oh, well, he took that open three, but it was 10 seconds into the shot clock, so it was not a good shot. You know the coaches can't be happy about that. And those of us who follow NBA, those of us who follow analytics, we all, you know, I I just want to throw stuff at the TV. Um, the problem is I'm holding my kid's toy all the time and I don't want to break the rattle. So that's not good. Um, but yeah, no, the college basketball, it's an awful product, but at the same time, at the same time, it's, I'll still watch March Madness. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's exciting. The games are always pretty much close and close games. People act like, Oh, it's a good game. It's not a good game, but it's, it's exciting, right? It's fun. (laughs) It's something to do. It's something to do. And it's, it's a, whoops. It's an event. We all like events, right? I'm a bit like the world cup. I don't like soccer. I watch the world cup. I don't necessarily watch tennis all that much. I'll watch the Aussie Open. Events are fun. And that's what we, March Madness, that first Thursday of the tournament starts at 9 a.m. I don't like to wake up at 9 a.m., but I'll still do it because I want to watch March Madness. Another thing I'm going to be watching, a little NBA tonight action, man, going, how's NBA been treating you lately? Um, yeah, so NBA has been good for most of the season. The last three days, I actually sent out a tweet and I thought people were going to just be like, oh man, like stop complaining, stop crying. But I got a lot of likes for it, which I was pretty shocked at, but uh, I'll just read the tweet. It says, uh, my last three days of DFS, James Harden, 30 fantasy points. And uh, if, if he has an average game, I probably win a ton of GPPs. It was Blake Griffin, one for 10 and Buddy Heald, six for 21. Next day, Lori Martin, Giannis, Luca are absolute disasters. <laughs> Variance is kicking the crap out of me. So that's well, we're going to change that. Today feels like the day we can change that. I'm, I'm, here, 
it kind of did feel like the day. So like I said, I got a lot of likes and comments and like people were all talking about it and there. Everyone was saying, man, I feel the same way. So like, I feel like I'm in a sharp crowd, right? I feel like I'm not alone. And uh, I feel like the variance is going to turn today. Let's, let's kick that off today. I'm actually on my first heater of the year. You know, it's, it's freaking March and I'm finally on an NBA heater. I, uh, I won the, I won one of the short slate FanDuel tournaments solo for 50 K the other day. That was fun. Uh, cashed in the 1500 a couple days ago cashed in, or got second in the 300 a few days ago so it's been, i'm on a heater i you better not give me your bad juju though listen I, I i'll try my best not to i'll stay away let's uh we'll ride your heater and i'll try and maybe you'll you'll maybe you'll ride the heater and i'll have the bad plays and we can once we agree <laughs> once we disagree on something it'll be perfect it, it works out together well, let's go ahead and talk about some of those good plays, bad plays, whatever. Um, everybody's game stacking now, and I kind of want to talk about this slate because there are a few games on this slate that are extremely stackable. You know, I'm just kind of running down here on the Roto-Grinders starting lineups page. The Magic Wizards, it feels like this is going to be the game that not a lot of people go to. I think that's a mistake. I'm going to pull up the Yahoo pricing here, which, let's be honest, I should have done before the show. Nets Thunder, I think this is a perfectly reasonable game stack spot. The problem is... I'm struggling to pay some of these prices for the Nets guys. You know, D'Angelo Russell, 32 bucks. Can I really pay that price in this matchup? I'm struggling to do that. Um, on the other side, of course, I'm not struggling to play Russ. Memphis Atlanta. This is a game where nobody except for gamblers are watching. I mean, nobody. Ain't nobody coming, you know, traveling from Memphis to Atlanta to watch this game. Nobody in Atlanta wants to watch this game. They've got Braves fever. The Thrashers are still a thing. Um yeah, I mean, I think this is a really interesting game stack that just nobody's talking about. And then, of course, the one that everybody's going to want to stack, the Warriors at the Rockets, 229.5-point total, Houston 3.5-point favorites. No Kevin Durant, so everybody's going to be going to Steph Curry. Um, do you have a preference amongst these games as far as if you wanted to stack them, which one you would be stacking? Um, yeah, I probably would say if you forced me to stack one, it would maybe be the Memphis Hawks game. It, just because, again, like, the Hawks, they're playing at such a fast pace. Memphis is actually playing at a faster pace than I thought. I kind of looked up the data on, you know, normally they play at the 30th pace, right? They've been the slowest pace team all year. I've looked since February 1st, and they're ranked 24th in pace. And, I mean, it's not incredible, but it's at least a bump up to where they were if you look at the pace. So um, I think that's the game I would go to. Yeah, the total at 223 is, is whatever, but um, I wouldn't be – I don't know. I'm not really a game stacker as much, right? So that's the thing, like – I think that's the one I would go to. I'd play some guys on the Hawks side. Uh, you know, Mike Conley, I love attacking Trey Young defense, right? If you just look, Crane, at all the guys that Trey Young has gone against, it has been absolutely phenomenal. Like, Tyler Johnson had his 50-point game against them. Derek White had a massive game. Alfred Payton went off. I mean, the list just continues on yeah. and on and on. And, like, I've kind of joked about it. Like, I said – the rest of the season, why am I just not lock buttoning whoever's playing against Trey Young in cash every single day? Or even in tournaments, Crane, like you're playing 150 lineups. Why not just lock button whoever is going up against Trey Young every single day? Obviously, the slate, uh, you know, slate can be different and price matters, but uh, I just think it's an interesting concept that if you did it the rest of the way, I think you would make money. So uh, I really like Mike Conley today. He's someone that I'm definitely going to look to. I think you bring up some great points about that Oklahoma City-Brooklyn game. I'm not, you know, the biggest fan of running back too many guys on that side. Obviously, having a, a guy like um, Shabazz Napier being out is mm -hmm. going to help. I think Ed Davis is pretty cheap around the industry. He's one of those guys that's popping in models. And he can be an interesting value play because I don't think there's these, like, extreme amazing value plays today. So I don't hate maybe going to him as a route. And then that Golden State-Houston game, 
it's not as high as, as a total as I thought it would be. Um, that's the one thing that had me slightly concerned. But Rockets have, you know, their offensive rating since February 1st is, like, incredible. I think it's the best in the league. Uh, they're playing at a fast pace, too. I, I think this is a spot where you want to get exposure to the game for sure. Like, when you're building teams, you want to make sure you're getting exposure to both sides. I just don't know if I go all in on it, right? Uh, yeah. It's, out too, so that's going to be big. Yeah, you mentioned this Warriors game. I mean, I, I look, everybody's going to play Steph Curry. On Yahoo, especially, he's 37 bucks. I don't see a way to fade him there. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. Like, Steph Curry, one of the top plays on the slate. Kevin Durant being out. The usage bump is, like, I believe I saw Clay Thompson's was, like, a 9.8% usage bump, and Curry's was an 8.8. It could be a point up or a point down from what I'm saying, but they're massive usage bump for both those guys. They're going to put up a ton of shots. Uh, It makes sense to play those guys. So I'm going to load up on, uh, you know, Curry. Going to load up on uh, Clay, I think, in tournaments. I think he's actually a really good play despite the price being higher. But Curry's a guy that I'm definitely going to have a ton of exposure to today, and he's probably the best Warriors player. Well, here's a question for you then, because if we're on Yahoo, I mean, let's talk about this Warriors side, because obviously Durant being out, that's the biggest piece of news today. You look at Clay Thompson, 32 bucks. You look at Marcus Cousins, he's also 32 bucks. You mentioned playing Clay. I can't imagine playing Clay Thompson over DeMarcus Cousins at the same price. I can't do it. Yeah, so that's the problem on Yahoo, right? I don't think he's really a Yahoo play. I think he's more of a DraftKings play, right? Because the three-point bonus is massive over there, right? Yeah. That, that's really big. And if you look, the guy just puts up so many shots, right, from three-point range. Like, he's shooting, like, 15 a game. Like, he's just going to throw up a ton of shots. And if he makes a ton and he gets hot, you know he's not afraid to shoot, right? Even if there's a guy in his face, he won't care and he'll probably make it. So, uh, yeah, I think Clay is more of a DraftKings play. But absolutely love Curry. He's someone that I would go to. One thing I looked up, uh, and I did a sharp side article on player props today, and I, I kind of wrote up Draymond Green over on seven and a half points because that's a really low line, and this game environment fits him well. And I kind of thought about it. I was like, this game is a spot where he normally plays pretty well. Like he stinks. Yeah, I know. But uh, so here's a question for you: In his last ten game, or yeah, it's his last ten games against the Rockets over the past three years. How many points per game do you think he averaged? He was a lot better over the last three years. I mean, this year, yeah. like I. I mean, it's what fair. do you think he was doing in the offseason? Do you think he was just, you know, hanging out at Gucci parties and just like, no, I'm good. I'm not going to train at all. Because he is nothing more than a mouth right now, man. Like, he just, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, it's it's fair, but I do think there's some of these games, right, where they're kind of maybe get-right spots for him, like spots where he's going to get up for. Right? You got to think about it. When you are kind of on top like that, you can get lazy at times. Like, these are games that I think he's he'll be fine. Um, but what do you think? What's your guess? Points per game in his last 10 games against the Rockets over the past three years? I mean, I, I mean, over the last three years, it's it probably close to like 38 or so. No, not, not fantasy points, just like actual points per oh, game. Oh, actual point. It's definitely not close to 38. Um, 14, 15? Yeah, it's it's 12, which is pretty okay. good. And like the line was seven and a half. And I, I just think this is a spot where you can maybe see, you know, I'm not saying, hey, triple-double alert, but I think this is the type of game where you can see the Draymond Green triple-double happen right? Especially with no Kevin Durant, there can maybe be a little bit more ball handling duties there. You never know what DeMarcus Cousins, he can get in foul trouble. He's kind of a moron sometimes. So yeah, I kind of think Draymond Green is a pretty good play today as well. And someone that I would de- definitely be looking to get exposure to. Yahoo, his price is $25. I no way. Yeah, I don't like it as much there, but there's other sites around the industry where I think he's in play. But Curry is I the mean, top guy in this game. And I like your cousin's call over on Yahoo. Yeah, no, I think Boogie over on Yahoo is fine. Let's go. I mean, let's just take a look at what happens if we take, if we go to point guard, if we put Curry in there and we put Boogie in there. And again, as always, the centers are a little bit too cheap. Bobby Portis should not be listed as a center for what it's worth. Um, but if we put Boogie in here, we still got 21 apiece left. So over the problem is 
this is what I keep running into when I throw Curry and I throw Boogie. And the first lineup I built today, I, those are the first two guys I threw in there. With Houston, can we afford to run it back with James Harden? Are we looking at maybe Chris Paul? Chris Paul is wildly cheap over on DK. Yahoo, not necessarily the case for his $31. James Harden, he's priced up over $57. Because if you throw that guy in there, all of a sudden you're looking at 14 a pop. And I, you kind of said it before. A lot of the value today isn't necessarily in that $10, $11 range. We'll explore that later. But a lot of it's sort of in that mid-range. Um, are you finding yourself able to build lineups that you like when you start out with these guys? No, see, I'd make Curry my spend up. And like Cousins isn't really a guy that I'm prioritizing right now. There's there's another guy who you mentioned in another game, which again, uh, I'll just mention now, it's Steven Adams, right? Against Brooklyn. It's like whenever you see a, a center against Brooklyn, it just seems like it's absolutely free, right? Like it's just yeah. a spot where they'll dominate. And he's $23. So um, Steph is definitely one of my like higher priced guys I'm spending on. If you do do the Curry route, I wouldn't probably play Cousins with it, right? I, 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 well, if you go Curry and then you go Harden, I probably wouldn't put Cousins in there. I probably would, you know, then put in like a Steven Adams because I'm doing that now on my own screen. Then that leaves me with 16, which gives me a little bit more wiggle room, but it's still not comfortable. And I don't think I'm going the James Harden route today. Um, I think you brought up great points about Chris Paul at his price, but my problem is, is I just like Mike Conley way too much. Yeah, no, and I get what you're saying with Conley, and he's somebody that I haven't attacked too much, but it makes a lot of sense. The problem is I like a lot of these Memphis guys. I mean, we've been attacking Atlanta all year we've been successfully attacking Atlanta all year you mentioned Mike Conley there are a few other guys that I like a ton one of them Avery Bradley he's a little bit more expensive over here than he is on DraftKings where he's 4,800 bucks but 18 bucks for Avery Bradley this is a game that really should suit his skill set he's going to play a ton of minutes we know Atlanta turns the hell out of the ball it turns over the hell out of the ball we know that especially in Yahoo where you get three points for a steal I think Avery Bradley is a really interesting tournament option today. The usage is up. The minutes are up over the last week. I like Avery Bradley a lot. Yeah, I get it. Uh, what's his price over here on Yahoo? I, $18. $18. Yeah, it's it's definitely not bad. Uh, he, see, like, I'm so obsessed with Mike Conley today. I feel <laughs> I, I struggle, like, playing both uh, Bradley and Conley. That's the one that struggle, I guess my brain could have. But, um, yeah, I think he's fine. I definitely haven't, like, taken advantage of the Avery Bradley games over the past, like, month and a half or whenever since he's been. Oh, you've been missing out. They've been fun. Yeah, yeah, they they have not, uh, you know, it just hasn't worked. Uh, you know, every day, like, he kind of is, like, the guy that, like, is part of the player pool, and then he makes his way out. And, uh, yeah, it can be a little bit frustrating. But I'm more of, like, a one-lineup cash guy, so that can happen at times. Yeah, I'm only one lineup today, man. They call me one-lineup crane. Didn't you know that? No, so we got GVP Brit, and we have one-lineup crane. Like, <laughs> We, just, we switched roles a little bit. If, um, if I told you in 2017, you, there was a GBV Brett and a one lineup crane, I would tell you, you are, you are crazy. Yeah. You know, you mentioned Mike Conley, 31 bucks. I'm perfectly fine with him. And I don't think you have to run it back with anybody on Atlanta. Mike Conley, a great play today. I also like Jonas Valanciunas a ton. I love Valanciunas today. We've been attacking the Hawks with centers all year. He's only 24 bucks. Another guy, the usage, the minutes have been on the, on the tip tick up and you look at these game logs i mean 40 37 this 20 point game you only played 21 minutes 39 39 29 39 43 i think we can project and by the way a lot of these matchups orlando booch he's a better defensive center than you think you got 40 points against him utah not a great matchup still put up 37 okc we know that's a tough matchup 39 he's been doing this in tough matchups now he gets a cupcake matchup against atlanta in a game that should stay close against the game where the total is it high? No, but is it reasonable? Yes. 
I look at a guy like Valanciunas, and honestly, I think he's one of the best values on the entire slate, both on Yahoo and DraftKings. The FanDuel price is a little bit, a uh, little uncomfortable, but I love Valanciunas tonight. Yeah, and uh, I think Valanciunas is obviously a good play um, that you, you obviously have to consider on this slate, right? It's it's too hard not to. I'm trying to pull up some usage stats on Valanciunas because it's been incredible what he's they, they, done. And they're up over the last week. Are they up? Because that, yeah. that's what I was curious. I have this the month of February. I'm trying to get the uh, full thing here, and I'm running it real quick to see. He was 22nd, right, uh, in the month of February. He was by Blake Griffin, Trey Young, and usage. Like, that's just crazy to think. Uh, pulling it up now. He's at 27.8% usage, right? That's like by Zach Levine. It's by Blake Griffin, yeah. Steph Curry. DeRo- he's, he's higher than Bradley Beal in usage. Like, that's just crazy to think. And now he gets the Hawks, right? Uh, I think there's some correlation there, too, between Conley and uh, Valanciunas. And one yeah. really, one really like, underrated thing that I don't think people know, and I caught this on Twitter, right? I, I always <laughs> love looking on Twitter and catching some nuggets. And uh, one thing I caught was I think Mike Leone tweeted out, and he said that the Hawks are very um, – excuse me um the hawks are very uh friendly with assists right i love and i mean i love when uh a when a um what's it called uh, a scorekeeper just gives like three points and yeah. he's very friendly with giving out assists so i think uh mike conley will get a ton of assists you might even see valentunas get some like random assists based on like inbounding the ball so yeah i, I think the valentunas and conley combo is a great one to do and i don't need to run it back with too many hawks right deadman's in there um, if you were going to run it back with a Hawk, who's the guy? Because I'm not really keying in on too many Hawks today. Again, it's a pace down for them. Um, I don't know. It just they don't. It doesn't seem like they're fitting my builds today. Yeah, and I kind of feel the same way. I mean, you look at Trey Young, thirty six dollars. Why in the hell would you play pay thirty six when you just pay thirty seven for Curry? That makes no sense to me. I just don't. I don't think I need to run it back with anybody either. They're so deep. You know, I mean, they play everybody. Uh, you know, I, I was doing a few builds earlier. And I'm like, oh, Kevin Hoarder fits here. I'm like, do I really want to play Kevin Hoarder on a, you know, on a slate like this where we're looking at the Currys and the Hardens of the world? I really don't. So to me, I just kind of say I'm not going to run it back with anybody. And I like the idea of playing Conley and Jonas together because, like you said, the assists are going to be there. Um, you know, Jonas Valanciunas, he's not somebody that's creating his own shot, obviously. So I like that idea. What about, I? you know, somebody in the chat, they mentioned Joakim Noah. <laughs> You know, I, he's he's a model popper right the guys that yeah. pop the models and you're just like like you know it's like you sit down crane right you wake up you know you do a couple things you sit down you open up everything you start looking you go why on earth am i maybe playing joking noah today right like that's the one thing i noticed uh when i woke up this morning yeah. or looking at the slate which i was laughing about but i get it i don't know if i'm definitely going to go that route but it is some value there what's his price over on yahoo uh it's too much it's 17 bucks i'm not paying 17 bucks for joking Noah on yahoo yeah, and uh, Gucci's in chat saying Mango doesn't live in a world of a salary cap. No, I do. I, I definitely talked about some more expensive guys, and as we build the lineup, we'll get there, uh, and we'll try and figure it out because there's not a lot of value today, right? That's definitely something worth talking about. You talked about Valanciunas at the $24 range. I want to ask you about another guy who's in that similar range, Crane. His okay. name is DeAndre Ayton. Um, they're going to need his size against the Utah Jazz. You're a tournament guy. I think it's more of a tournament play. I don't think it's a cash play, but – the Suns have been playing well. Aiton's been getting the minutes. Um, I think he's a really good tournament play, uh, really yeah. strong play. Yeah, I mean, I think Aiton's fine. Yeah, I was building a uh, lineup earlier today, and it came down to a 2v2 where it was like, oh, oh who was it? It was um, it was Aiton and Levert, or hold on, I'm pulling it up on a, on a chat I was having, or Boogie and Josh Jackson. And I thought it was really interesting because – you know, Aiton's a guy that we know he's got the upside and he's been good. Like you said, and Levert's somebody who I, I actually like today, which is really uncomfortable. Um, 
but you mentioned the minutes are going to be there. You know he's going to get there against Gobert. By the way, Gobert is just going to kill him. Oh, yeah. I mean, no doubt. Gobert's $34. He's a fantastic play over here on Yahoo, too, right? There's all these really good centers. Uh, you at the top, right? Uh, Andre Drummond's been playing great, but not a good spot for him. Uh, Vucevic against Washington, right? Uh, whenever I see Washington, I'm just like, okay, like, let's stack that game up, right? You didn't even mention that as a game stack. That's how good this slate is, Crane, for being six games. I mean, Vucevic should absolutely kill, too. There's a lot of really good center options. And again, there's not a lot of value to like, which has been kind of one of the issues. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's so many different routes mm-hmm. that you can go on center. I, I wouldn't prioritize your centers so much when you're doing your builds. How about we keep building our team out and then go back to center? Because I just think there's so many good plays that we kind of have to figure out the other plays and then kind of let center come to us. Yeah, I do think you need to be going double center, though. I, yes, I agree with that. I'm definitely, let's go team double center today. Um, the only problem I'm having is I want to be selfish and just play Mike Conley and Curry. Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to pull it off, but um, let's try and find some value for the people because that's really where the struggle has been a bit. Okay, so let's take a look at some value then. Let's talk about these $10 guys. I'm going to open it up. One of the things I like to do rather than just like scrolling down there, I always go to the Roto Grinders lineup page, scroll down here. All right, you, th- you know, let's find some guys, $14 or less over here and we can see i know dj augustine's popping in some models um you yeah, know what, what about these a guy i think is a really good play today uh, again he takes up a guard spot though right like the way i've been building um yeah. yeah conley curry that's again that's how i started my builds don't know if i'll stick with that but those are two plays that i really like today and augustine's a guy that i definitely am going to look to at 13 dollars against washington right everyone crushes washington uh it's the get right spot for everyone i expect orlando to kill him so i totally like that value play here that's a good point and, you know, you look at these Brooklyn Nets guys, um, Joe Harris. I know he's popping in models. Rodney, or, you know, Karooks. Karooks. Karooks is on fire. You know, this is a guy at 12 bucks. I think he's a phenomenal play. He's going to be he's going to be chalky tonight. So you always got to be a little bit aware of that. But, um, you know, no Damari Carroll for Brooklyn. And he's somebody that he just fits a lot of my bills. And that power forward position isn't really a one that we've been finding a lot of guys to like. So Karooks is a guy that I think is a really good value. Yeah, so first of all, that Joe Crane, uh, man, that was bad. Karooks, uh, Karooks, Karooks is on fire. Yeah, uh, that, we, that we don't bad. need no water. Let No, no, no. Let, no. let Ed Davis burn. Let Ed Davis burn. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for uh, saving it, buddy. Wah, wah. Um, so the thing I do want to note about Karooks, right? Um, when we played Karooks earlier in the season, right, he kind of got off to a nice start and then it kind of like went all the way downhill and everyone was mad about Karooks, but uh, he's been really good. And, and what's been nice about him, the minutes have been up and down, but the production has been good. 29.7 fantasy points, 28.9, 26.7 and 22.9, but he's been playing the four. I think that's the one thing that people don't understand. He was playing the three earlier in the season and it kind of went down. He's been way better at the four position. So I kind of like him as a play. Uh, power forward isn't my favorite spot. What yeah. about Jeff Green? He's another $12 power forward guy that I think you could go to. Dude, I, mean, I just never play Jeff Green, man. Like it's, uh, I know the minutes are there, but God, he stinks. We know he can have upside though, right? Uh, Orlando's not the easiest matchup though. So that's obviously one of my concerns. But I think the thing that we've kind of figured out by talking about this slate a little bit is I think it's a really good idea to spend down at power forward. And just simply looking at the position, right? Blake Griffin against Miami and a total that was 212 and a half. And now that game doesn't exist to me. Yeah, agreed. Like, let's just tell the people now, don't play anyone in this game. Also worth noting, Blake Griffin shot one for 10. That was the worst in his career. The (laughs) worst game he ever had shooting wise. On top of that, the game before that, he got hurt and went to the locker room. So maybe he's hurt. I don't know. But 
I'm staying away from Blake Griffin. Don't want to play him. We talked about, you know, not really liking too much Atlanta guys against Memphis. John Collins, I'm going to pass on. I think Aaron Gordon has upside at $28. I get it against Washington, but not one of my favorite plays. And then Draymond, I don't hate it, $25. But I talked about how I like him in other, like, around the industry. I'm like FanDuel and DK, so I'd rather get my Draymond Green shares over there. So the point I think we're trying to make as we go through this, um, Crane, is this position is not that great. Until I like a guy is really probably Jeremiah Grant at uh, $18 with no Markeith Morris. I think he's the guy we maybe want to plug in right now. We could plug in Karooks as another forward option, but uh, I think Grant is a guy that's going to be popular today, uh, you know, with Markeith Morris being hurt against that Nets front court. I, I really like playing some Grant today. Yeah, I'm Jeremy Grant's somebody that I'm certainly targeting. He's only 18 bucks over on Yahoo. I think that's the guy that's going to get a lot of my nods at the uh, power forward position. All right, I mean, we don't have news on Markeith Morris yet. We're still waiting to find out with him what's going to happen even if he plays i think grant is fine if he misses though i think that's when grant turns into an elite value play and you know when we we're talking about value plays right now right and that doesn't necessarily mean that oh it's a cheap guy that we can play i think steph curry's an elite value play at his price tag you know we don't doesn't necessarily mean oh we have to play cheap guys and that's that um yeah i'm with you on jeremy Grant. what are some of the other cheap guys because when we scroll down here it gets pretty darn ugly one of the ones that I see when I'm looking is Andre Iguodala you know no Kevin Durant that usually means that Iggy's going to see some more minutes and he's minimum price over on over on Yahoo which obviously we like you know if we can get over 20 points from Iguodala I think that's a phenomenal play uh, yeah, Iguodala at the shooting guard position. Again, shooting guard's not a position that we love the roster. I'll just kind of go through the exercise we just did with the power forward position too, right? James Harden, of course, you like him. He's a good play. Bradley Beal, I think he's fine, but he, he's really well-priced, and it gets Orlando, who's been a good defense. Uh, you know, Devin Booker, he obviously has upside any time when he can get going from downtown, but Utah's not an easy matchup. Uh, do you want to pay that price for Clay? I don't know. Donovan Mitchell against Phoenix, it's fine, but it is pricey. Again, he's priced up because of how well he's been playing, so... Uh, I kind of like the idea of going to Andre Godala. I think he's a pretty good value play that you could look at. Uh, I did want to mention, uh, you know, Alan Crabb. He's someone at the small forward position. Value, you're your boy, right? You can maybe go there with uh, Shabazz Napier being out. He's not my boy. Oh, you call him Krabby. So, uh, I call him Krabby because if you play him, you're going to be Krabby. Like, yeah, just... I mean, I'm not trying to play him, but I, I get it, right? He's one of the guys popping today that you could consider. Not a guy that's going to be on my rosters. And if you don't like the small forward position, you could just punt it if you the best route to go um i do think that you know ed davis again we talked about him as a little bit of value but not on yahoo uh center is too valuable do not waste yeah. your center spot on these guys who are like Nerlens noel uh you know don't waste it on those guys don't waste yeah. it on uh you know ed davis it's just pointless please mm -hmm. please please make sure to spend up for those guys in that 20 dollar range that just have so much upside i think what, on if, what if they're playing you can they use one of those guys in the center position if they're playing oh yeah if they're playing me yeah go right ahead if you want to play, but <laughs> I'm trying to help you out, guys. Please don't. <laughs> well, let's talk about some of these builds here. And we talked about, you know, Valanchunas. We like him. Mike Conley, we like him. Steven Adams. We talked about a little bit about how it was going to be tough for us to really stack the OKC Brooklyn game and feel good about it. And I want to show you guys what we mean. I'm just going to click it right here. Well, you know, then, okay, we're playing Russell Westbrook. We're playing. We talked about Jeremy Grant. Obviously, he's going to go in here. Karooks is going to go in there, even though I, you don't like my song. I understand. <laughs> just have to learn to live with that who are the other brooklyn guys we're playing karis Levert at 18 bucks paul george at 48 this is why this game is so difficult to stack because i don't i'm not in love with anybody on brooklyn 
Sorry, I'm so distracted. Like, uh, Killaby is calling out uh, Big T at like any event, and oh man, that, that's gonna go bad for Killaby. Um, um, the chat is uh having a good time with that. They're talking your tennis match too, Crane. Um, but he ducked me in the tennis. But what do you want me to do? I sh- I showed up. we you know we were there at the at the uh, at the hoops court. I was there. I was playing basketball. I had the tennis rackets, multiple, in case Dean didn't bring his in the car. There was a tennis court right next to where we were playing. All I know is you know I showed up. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, you you were ready to go, Dean. Uh, Dean no showed. Uh, not you know he shows up to his RG shows, but I don't know what happens when it comes to the. <laughs> hey, that's more than I do sometimes. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not really just paying for these Brooklyn guys that much today. That's kind of the problem. Again, I don't think it's a game stack day. I don't think you force it, Crane. I think you just kind of buy these values throughout your lineup and kind of call it a day. I don't know. Do you have a take on how you're going to stack this? Because you talked about having trouble getting D'Angelo Russell in there. I will yeah. say, like right when D'Angelo Russell's not chalk, which I don't think today is the day he's chalky sometimes goes off and has a big game and it could make sense for him to here. And he is at a nice price of $32. It feels like, but I don't know. Again, he takes up one of those guard spots and uh, those guard spots are just valuable to me. If I'm paying in that $30 range, I'm playing Curry and Conley. It's very, yeah. I mean, I think if you're doing multiple teams, I think D'Angelo Russell, a guy who is really high variance is a great tournament option. He's still not somebody I'm going to be playing though. Yeah. I'm just not going that route. And again, like I said, if I'm just, if I'm paying for two guards today and like, it's Curry and Conley, and that's it. I, I I can't just be going up to these other guys. I think they're good plays. I get it. Good pivots in tournaments, but uh, you know, I'm like Ukraine. One lineup on Yahoo. Yeah. So if we look at these, uh, you know, this game, this Golden State Houston game, you play Curry, you play Paul. You know, you look at shooting guards. You play Harden. Let's say say you throw Boogie in there, and all of a sudden you're down to the bare minimum. You're only at ten bucks per play. So it becomes really difficult and that $10 range is really tough. And that's why I kind of think I'm with you game stacking in this particular um, situation. It's just wrong. I just don't think it's a good idea to game stack. So let's go ahead and build some lineups. And also we're going to take your guys questions. There was one guy in the YouTube chat who kept asking our opinion on Capella versus Boogie tonight. And Capella's just not somebody that's on my radar. I would prefer Boogie. I think Boogie has more upside. Um, do you have any interest in Boogie over or in Capella over Boogie? Or are you with me there? Uh, yeah, I would go, uh, I would go boogie over Capella. If you forced me to pick one, uh, I think boogie's the route I would go. Obviously a ton of shots go up with Kevin Durant, even some rebounds. Uh, there's just more opportunity there. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to go with cousins. If you force me to pick, it's worth noting, right. When the Rockets play, right. They just space out the floor completely. And the one guy who does go near the hoop is Clint Capella. And there's just so much open space. It, most more than likely cousins is always going to at least have more opportunities for rebounds than other matchups. It won't be as clogged down there. So yeah, uh, I think there's more opportunities for rebounds and uh, I think cousins is in a good spot. I'd rather go him over Capella if you force me to pick. Okay. Let's talk about just line of construction. All right. We talked about Curry. I'm with you. I think on Yahoo, he's a lock at 37 bucks. I would pay 45 bucks for him. So the fact that you're getting such a discount, um, I think he's an absolute lock and load shooting guards, James Harden, I'm I'm struggling to get him in my builds. Are you doing the same? It's yeah, terrifying because he went for 90 in this last in his last matchup here. Yeah, it's just too hard to get him in, man. Like it's just not working. Like the the value is really not that good. At least the cheap value, we should say, is not that good. There is some really good mid tier value, and again, that's just how my lineups have been going. Right? You plug in like maybe an Andre Iguodala or another cheap guy like a Grant at eighteen dollars, and then build from there. Like I'm just gonna do it on my screen now. I'm gonna take Curry out. Let me put Iguodala and Grant only. Now I'm at $28 per player. And I think that's like a fun way to build. I'm able to hit some of these guys in the mid tier. And I just don't feel confident that much in a lot of these $10 guys. Like there's a couple here and there. I got Um, nobody. I I really, I don't have anybody in that range. 
Even Iguodala doesn't make me feel excited. And again, it's more so looking at shooting guard and power forward and going cheaper. More of the reason to do this is because I don't love those positions and I'd rather roster there. We haven't talked about small forward too much. I think Paul George is a great spend up today, um, but that's another spot where I really don't like too many plays either. Like it's just really not deep today. Uh, what are you kind of doing at the small forward position? Because that's not a spot I'm uh, in a love. You know, I I guess when you look at a lot of people are going to play Jonathan Isaac, obviously, now that Aaron Gordon is good to go. Isaac isn't really an option anymore. I think Karis LeVert's a little bit interesting. You look at what he did earlier in the season when Damari Carroll was out. The difference were differences were honestly stark. And obviously this was before in the injury. So there's a big caveat there. But in 14 games with Damari Carroll, Karis LeVert, he was averaging 22 FanDuel points a game, same as Yahoo. In the 12 games without Damari Carroll, now 11 of those came pre-injury. Again, big, big, you know, kind of caution sign there. But Levert was averaging 33 Yahoo points a game in that range. So I think Levert is interesting as a tournament option. I'm not in love with him. Uh, Deion Waiters, he was a guy I was going to be interested in, but Josh Richardson is now probable. Joe Harris, I know he's popping in the models. I just never really play joe harris royce o'neill he's not a thing anymore now that ricky rubio's back it really gets ugly down here when you look so one of the things i like to do oh by the way cj miles i think he might have a good game tonight but just uh they know i like cj miles so oh man <laughs> i know i know he's been getting minutes he's no, been I, getting minutes i get it i played him as like the pun option on uh yeah. fanduel not too long ago yeah so. I, totally I think that I, I really do think it's reasonable CJ miles over there, but one of the things I like to do when there's a position that's just so bad and there's like one stud up top, I just try and get that stud in, you know, I take the floor, obviously it comes with the ceiling built in. And I think Paul George is interesting tonight. If we can fit him in, have you been able to fit him in? Um, yeah, he, I've gotten him in a little bit, but it's tough, right? Um, you know, it's not the easiest guy to get in there. It's such a just terrible position. Part of me feels like I just need to get him in and call it a day and uh, spend up on him as an option. So I think we can make it work. Let's throw in Paul George, throw in Curry, um, and then I say go Iguodala and Grant. Those are guys I just think are like good values. I think that's like a nice core to start out with. And then we're at $21 per uh, remaining. Um, and those are all guys that I think – I think those are guys that I like and guys that you like. Is that a nice way to start out this build? Yeah, I, th- I think that's really good. It feels weird playing – uh, two Oklahoma City guys and not one of them being Russell Westbrook. But I agree with you that um, that uh, Steph Curry price is just way too cheap to fade. So if we look at other guards here, boy, they are fighting in the chat, aren't they? This is, this is an angry crew today. Y'all need to chill out. I know you're all about some Mike Conley today. Do you want to, like, if we put Conley in here, we still got 18 bucks left. I think that is perfectly fine. Um, we'll kind of see what how this build works. But Conley's a guy that you're really high on. Yeah, so it's tough because like I'm messing with that build now, and I put Stephen Adams in there too. Um, I, let, we don't have to put in Conley now. Um, let's put in. Let's figure out our centers from here because I think that's kind of important. Um, we can kind of figure out what we want to do with guard from there. But how do you want to like approach the center position? Because I do think you're gonna have to pick the right centers today. Uh, you yes. know that's, that's important. I think Stephen Adams is one of them. But are you worried we have too many OKC guys? That's the one thing. I'm Not really. About. No, I. I mean it's. I, I, I shouldn't say not really. I don't really like playing Jeremy Grant and Steven Adams on the same team because you're wanting one of them to box out a lot and the other to get the rebounds, you know. So it's I, – I, I guess that is a couple negatively correlated guys. What about Bobby Portis being center eligible over on Yahoo? I mean, it's, it's weird, but again, 
it's a it's a nice match for Portis. We know the upside is there. There's another question in the chat um, earlier about Jonas or against about um, Nikola Vucevic. Forty four seems too cheap for him. The problem is, although a lot of the value is at the center position, what do you think about Vuce? Yeah, it it definitely is. Uh, it is kind of tough to spend up to there, but it does feel a little cheap, right? But it's just there's so many other value plays. Like right? Rudy Gobert is another great guy. Which again, maybe that's why we might have to move off Paul George because the position is just so bad, and maybe just hope that one of those pump positions gets there, and we can allocate more salaries to those other guys. But uh, Vucevic is fine. I totally get it. I don't love the Bobby Portis call though, uh, and I'm trying to pull it up now. The Rotor Grinders uh, matchup versus arc archetype. Uh, well, everybody against the Jazz is back. Or again, I'm sorry. Nope, I had it backwards. Carry on. Back to my water. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about this for a second. So Bobby Portis, uh, Vucevic is number two in the league against versatile bigs. He's been crushing them all season long. The one thing I noticed too, when you look at the usage versus the average uh, for you know the guys going up against Vucevic, it seems like he's able to get players to defer a ton, right? It's a minus uh, 10% usage. So I just don't think the opportunity is going to be there as much as you do for Bobby Portis. Uh, I took the okay. under on him at 16 and a half points. Uh, you know, in the sharp side article I wrote up today, I just don't think Bobby Portis is a route that I'm going to go. And again, with the center position just being so good, I don't think it's worth taking the risk on that unless you're maybe doing a game stack and hoping for overtime. But uh, yeah, I'd rather spend my money on like a guy like Aiton or, you know, Adams. We, we can move off uh, Grant too, like you said, if you'd like and put Adams in there. I don't know. We just got to figure out what we want to do at the center position. Well, the problem with moving off Grant for Adams is that the, the power forward position just isn't strong. So when that's the case, I'm just going to play Jeremy Grant at power forward, and I'm just going to forego Steven Adams there. The chat, they've got a question about a, a center. This is coming from the YouTube chat. What's up, YouTube? Make sure you click like, subscribe, and come over at Roto Grinders where you can chat directly with Mangone and I. He wants to know, Boogie and C.J. Miles or Dre and Avery Bradley? I Look, I know I said I like C.J. Miles. He's more of a fan to a play where I can just drop a score if he does nothing, which is probably going to be nothing. I still like him a little bit tonight. I do hate Draymond Green, but in this particular case, Draymond Green and Avery Bradley is by far the better play. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And speaking of your boy, Avery Bradley, listen, let's take Conley out of there. Let's throw your boy in there, Crane. You're the guy on the heater. What am I doing? I got to get out of the way. Let's throw Avery Bradley in there, man. He's $18. Like, I say we ride him out. And you brought up good points with, obviously, Grant and Adams. And, uh, yeah, let's figure out something else to do at center uh, because I think Valanchunas is good. You know, Aiton, there's a lot of different options. I don't know if we have the money for Gobert. We haven't talked about him too much, but you basically said, Hey, listen, he's going up against Aiden. This is going to go really badly. Uh, throw yeah. Gobert in there, and then let me know how much money we have left that we can. Even do yeah, I mean, we got plenty. We got we got seventeen bucks a piece. We can, you know, throw you know Rudy in there. We look at the forward position. Forward's another spot where I'm going to struggle to fill. You know, I, we've talked about small forward, talked about power forward. Neither was a position that we really loved. So, I mean, who are we looking at here? We can, have, you know, we can get anybody, you know, twenty uh, twenty five bucks or more in. This is, I think, a position, too, where a lot of people aren't going to like their options. Do we pay down? Do we pay up? Uh, Jabari Parker, is he somebody that interests you? I'm guessing I'm guessing not because you poo-pooed my other Washington guys. Um, Eric Gort, Karis LeVert. I think LeVert's really interesting tonight. Um, you don't have to play him, but I think he's interesting. I think they're a little bit priced up. Who else are you liking at this forward position? Uh, yeah, it's worth noting, right? OKC and defensive rating, they've been, uh, since February 1st, they have been uh, 11th. Uh, so, you know, that's, I guess, middle of the pack, but their pace, I guess, makes up for it. Uh, I'm trying to figure out which Brooklyn guy we could throw in there, because I guess Karooks could make some sense. Um, it's forward, right? It's not, we're not stuck on um, 
one we're not stuck on small forward or uh power forward so uh Drake Jake Crowder's not a bad play he is upside it is Phoenix I wouldn't hate that um I don't hate the Joe Harris call. I don't know, though. It's I'm not loving too much here, Crane. I'm trying to figure it out. It's just Yeah, I mean, I think Karix is fine. I also think Harris LeVert's also fine. Um, I mean, hell, let's see what happens when we put both these guys in. Let's put Karix in. But, um, whoops. Where, where are you at? Where are you at, buddy? Did I spell it wrong? Oh, let's find him. He's 12 bucks. I know that. Let's go down here. Yeah, part of me thinks, like, we don't like the position so much, and it might help us get up on in another spot. Like, maybe we just not punt it completely with $10, but, like, don't a guy like Karooks. Like, I could see arguments to doing that rather than just, like, hitting in the mid-tier. Uh, yeah, I, I know you're putting in Levert and uh, Karooks right now, but I think you can make an argument that maybe that extra $5 could do something. Like, say you're building a lineup and you can only play one of these guys. Oh, no, I was saying one or the other. I was oh, no. Both. Yeah, so my argument would be, like, we don't love this forward range in that, like, uh, you know, mid-teens. And I think maybe going down to Karux and getting an extra $5 could be a big difference. So I think I, I would if, go to that. If we put in Karux and we got 23 bucks left, we scroll down here, then you're looking at uh, your boy Steven Adams. I mean, if it, yeah, look, if the build works, I'm just going to throw him in. I'll say, it's fine, Jeremy Grant. I don't need, you know, I can play both of you guys together. I, I don't have a problem playing three OKC guys. I mean, if if Westbrook has an off night, chances are a lot of these other guys are going to be going off. This game stays close and is high scoring, which is obviously what we're wanting anyways. Yeah, let's, um, let's throw him in. Like, now let's just scratch this build, right, so we can get kind of something different going. Uh, because obviously, you know, I think we talked about this build enough, and we can just scratch it and try, like, a totally different build of maybe maybe someone that we haven't talked about too much that we really like, like Rudy Gobert. We just, like, kind of force a guy in, and that makes our lineup a little well, bit. Let's see what happens if we try and go stars and scrubs. All right, this, let's do this it. gets ugly. Let's go Westbrook. We said Curry right. was a lock. Uh, I don't know who's another star we can get in. Do we, we want to try Paul George? All right, we got twelve left per play. It gets oh ugly. man, Crane. it gets ugly. All right, let's talk shooting guards. Kind of in this range, like Kevin Porter. <laughs> you want to roll the dice? It'd be, it'd be Andre Iguodala, man. I would just. Oh yeah, 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 Iggy. That's right. Yeah, we're gonna get Iggy with it, as the kids probably don't say that either. Yeah, uh, they, they probably don't anymore. No, no, definitely not. Karuks, I think we have to throw him in this kind of build. Yeah. Um, How know, much money does that leave us then? We're thirteen a spot a pop. Oh gosh, man! <laughs> this build, this build is so terrible. By the way, there's no way this build is taking stuff down. I feel no. like maybe I'm wrong, but I think these people making these builds are paying the rate. But uh, yeah, that's like Jeremy Grant in there. You know, and the problem here, as we were discussing before, you just can't pay down at center. You can't yeah. do it. I, the cheapest center I would be willing to go. I know we had a question earlier about Bam Adebayo. Um, I, I'm not in love with him tonight. I think that Whiteside actually might get a little bit of extra run tonight just because that's a lot of size to deal with with Detroit. And again, this game doesn't exist to me. I'm ignoring the Detroit-Miami side. I was going to have some interest in these pieces on Miami if Josh Richardson was out. But as it is, no thanks. I'm not interested in that. Yeah, this build stinks. Yeah, let's do this, Craig. Let's just do the mid-tier rolling. Like, let's not even mess. They they know the value plays we've liked. I think we've talked about them enough. Let's do, like, really just mid-range only. Like, living right, in, like, like most expensive guy being Curry. Yeah, yeah. From Curry to about like the eighteen dollar range, and like, All right, well, let's like I don't want to go here. any higher or lower. I just want to go in that twenty dollar range. So thirty seven dollars to seventeen. That's the only spot we're going to live. In. All right, so we look at. I'm throwing in Avery Bradley here, so we're not messing with Iguodala in this build. Um, this build, I you're, I know you like Mike Conley. We'll throw Conley in for you. How about that? Well, we already have Avery Bradley. Don't you don't have to force him. All right, yeah, 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 that's fair. Um, we, have, we have a question from the YouTube chat, and of course, guys in the Roto Grinders chat chat you guys can hit us up as well Aiton and boogie or Aiton and capella or 
Capella or Boogie? We've already answered that. Now they're just messing with me. I just realized that. I caught on too late, Mangone. Listen, I listen. I didn't catch on when the chat got me on uh, Kareem Hunt's cousin. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to catch yourself sometimes, Kareem. Uh, his, his, cousin, his cousin Mike. Yep, yep. Just so you know, uh, heads up. If head choppers ever in there, like typing in names like that, that don't read those on air. Uh, Chopper's <laughs> good at trying to, you know, con, con me into saying those things. They want to know if anybody's on Kenneth Freed or Goran Dragic. I am. Nope. No, I wouldn't. Uh, so I would go in this build. I would really like look at these mid-tier centers. Like, uh, I mean, we talked about it. YouTube chat's bringing it up. Going Vucevic, Gobert, Cousins, Capella, Aiton, Valanchunas, or Adams. Like, I think all those guys are really phenomenal plays. Uh, that's kind of what I would look to. Like, that would be if I built, like, 10 teams on Yahoo. I would take all those guys just listed, and i just, like, mix and match those exposures. I, I actually really like that strategy because the guard plays are pretty much the guard plays we like. You know, yeah. it's 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 really no secret there. The only $10 guy I'm really that interested in is Andre Iguodala. You mentioned some of these center plays. Let's go ahead and throw uh, – we're not going to put Jeremy Grant. We've thrown Jeremy Grant in a bunch of lineups. We're going to throw nah. Stephen Adams in there. We're going to throw DeAndre Ayton. This is my Mangone build, the guy that he likes. Uh, we talk about these other guards that we like. Chris Paul, 31 bucks. Run it back from that Houston side. You know, we got Steph Curry. We're not playing James Harden. Do you think if we're not playing Harden that we should be playing some Chris Paul at that price? Yeah, you probably should, right? If you're going to play zero Harden, like definitely want to get some Chris Paul exposure. Uh, you know, he's also cheaper on the industry and on other sites, and I think he's probably a better player over there. But he could be an even better pivot, right? Maybe I don't know if I'm the only guy that's crazy about Conley, but uh, yeah, I think Chris Paul is a great pivot off of Conley that you want to get some exposure to. Like, I don't want to play no Rockets, right? This is the Warriors. Uh, this game's gonna be a fun one to watch. So uh, yeah, it, you obviously want to sit down and like when 9:30 hits uh, here, you don't want to just have no, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're not gonna feel good about that, and you're not gonna. By the way, you're not gonna enjoy watching the game either oh yeah that that is the worst uh fun story so like dean had dean was winning like you know 15k or something was, was in a great position and uh the last game of the night was russell westbrook and he was like <laughs> literally said to himself he uh we were talking on skype and he was like there's nothing more miserable than fading russell westbrook and i was like listen i faded him in cash like a month ago and uh I, I it was the last game and it was miserable i think the no russell westbrook might be the most miserable fade uh, as the last oh game. it's awful it's you're just hoping that he Turns ball over 10 times of course yeah, right. you know isn't that, is that the worst fade like like what's like the worst feeling in dfs like that that I mean, might be the it's one. any or that or it's any warriors game like you know if you're playing and the warriors are on that they're on the west coast time they don't start till 10 30 at night and you're winning all the money and you just know that there's you know and they're never that highly owned unless somebody's out but you know there's going to be 15 percent Steph, 20% Kevin Durant. You know, there's going to be these Draymond Green truthers who get there every now and then. And you just never feel good about it because, again, these guys can all go off on any given night. So you never feel that good about it. Um, I went ahead through Karis LeVert in this build. He's 18 bucks. He kind of fits that mid-tier range. And again, guys, when we were talking about value, you know, we were, it doesn't necessarily mean the $10 guys. These guys are value. Um, Aaron Gordon, what do you think about him tonight? We had a question about him earlier. What do you think about Gordon? Yeah, he's a great tournament player, right? If I told you, hey, uh, Aaron Gordon, what game would you want him in, right? Like, like draw up the, the perfect scenario for me, Crane. He play Washington. Yeah, Washington, the up and down game where a team doesn't play defense and they can stay close in the game. They don't have anyone to rebound, right? Uh, good opportunities for him to get extra boards. Uh, dude, this is the spot for Aaron Gordon. I think he's a phenomenal tournament play. Whoever's thinking that, uh, you're on the right track. Definitely play him in tournaments. Uh, he might even be a guy you can consider in cash, Uh 
I don't know. No, uh, I'm not playing Aaron Gordon. It's, it's tough. It's tough. But like the spot is so good, right? Like if he fit my last spot, I don't think I'd be mad about it. But uh, yeah, it's just the situation hasn't been the greatest for Aaron Gordon lately. But the upside is insane. If he kind of fit my last spot, uh, I wouldn't be angry about it, right? I'll just read you the game log lately. 28.4, 35.7, 37.3, 30.1, 30.6, 30.7, 30.8, 30.9, 30.10, 30.11, 30.12, 30.13, 30.14, 30.15, 30.16, 30.17, 30.18, 30.19, 30.20, 30
Big T or Killer B? Oh, dude. That, I, I mean, well, actually, no. Killer I'm B not actually, getting in the middle of this. No, 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 I'm going to support my boy Big T, like, but I'm not getting in this. No, I, Killer B actually curls, so I would take Killer B. Like, I don't think Big T, I don't think Big T is curling in Kentucky, uh, you know, or, or Ohio. I don't think that's going down. But, like, if you're talking, uh, you know, any other contest, I'm going Big T. Like, you know, if you're talking basketball, you're talking cornhole, easily Big T. Uh, I'll take Killer B, though. You know, everyone's got their one niche, and uh, Killer B's going to be the curl. <laughs> I, was, I was playing a ping pong tournament one time in uh, Vegas, and guy picked this guy that nobody really thought would be any good. And his reasoning was, well, he has to be good at something. You know, to put in the ping pong tournament. Yep. And yes, I have been to, Melissa wants to know if I've been to Calgary. Yes, I have been. I didn't know it was called Cowtown, but I marched in the Calgary Stampede Parade when I was in high school. Yeah, buddy. We knew how to party back then. <laughs> I guess that's all the questions we have for NBA. I'm sitting here. We're talking about curling. We're talking about cows. We're talking about Calgary. Um yeah, it's good times. Any last thoughts on this slate for you, Mango, before you jump off here? Um, yeah, like uh, when you're building lineups, don't forget, like, Trey Young's still bad at defense. He may have had a great <laughs> offense, but, like, listen, like, don't forget about Mike Conley. Like, it's so funny. I made a graphic that, uh, you know, I made a graphic and I lost it. I may have to do it again in paint, but I took the entire Hawks schedule the rest of the way, right? The entire schedule. And I literally <laughs> wrote next to it, I wrote, like, Conley, lock. Uh, you know, D'Angelo Russell locked like all the guys and D'Angelo Russell didn't go through. Luckily I was away this weekend and could not play, but, um, uh, I just kind of like went through the rest of the guys that are playing against Trey Young and wrote lock against, uh, lock. <laughs> so, uh, my advice the rest of the way is Trey Young is still bad at defense. He's been letting everything up and please, please, please just, uh, play those point guards against him. It's been good times and listen, enjoy, uh, tonight's NBA. Enjoy the, uh, you know, PGA. If you haven't played PGA, jump in on some of the contests. We yes. There's a $5 rake free going on on Yahoo. I want to make sure you guys tell you guys to get in that. Obviously massive PGA tournament. Make sure you check out Rotobrinders because we've got a lot of PGA co- content premium, regular, whatever. I read the premium every week because STL cards and, um, and Noto give me the winners and I like the winners in PGA and that's how I get them. Cause I don't know a damn thing about it. Otherwise. Um, also, if you're on YouTube chat, make sure you click like subscribe and come over to the Roto grinders chat. We know how to have fun. We're talking about curling cows, et cetera, et cetera. They're probably still asking us questions, man, going, but we got to get off here because we got Dean and some poor guy that has to work with Dean coming up next. I want to thank Yahoo for sponsoring the show. I want to thank man going for joining me. I'm Eric. We'll catch you guys later. Peace. What's going on, Golf Addicts? It is the Tour Junkies PGA DFS Sherpa Show presented by Roto Grinders. I'm David Barnett of the Tour Junkies. I got Pat Perry waiting in the wine cellar to give you our picks for the Players' Championship 2019 from Sawgrass. It's a fantastic event. It's the most stacked field that we see all year long. It's an incredible event. Now listen, before we get into the picks, you got to know this. On the podcast this week, we had Paul Tesori on the show for 20 minutes talking about how the golf course was going to play. Now, Paul Tesori is Webb Simpson's caddy. Webb's the defending champion. Paul's been a caddy on tour for 20 years. He lives in Ponte Vedra. Nobody knows Sawgrass better than Paul Tesori. Paul talks about the vast difference that we're going to see in how Sawgrass plays in March as opposed to May in years past. And here's the bottom line. Bombers, bombers, 
bombers. That's what I take away from it. You need to go listen to the Tour Junkies podcast to find out exactly what Paul said over that 20 minutes. But it definitely influenced the way myself and Pat looked at the picks this week. We may be right, we may be wrong, but we're going off of what our boy Paul says. Let's get to the picks for the Players' Championship 2019. I'm going to start off with a guy, Justin Thomas, at the top on Fantasy Draft at $16,000. He checks the box in greens and regulation. He's gained 22 strokes total in four attempts here at Sawgrass. The form is incredible. He's an absolute stud. I, I, I just feel like he's one of the safest plays on the board. Every year there's guys who miss the cut that are big names here at Sawgrass. But I just think now that Sawgrass plays a little more in favor of the Bombers, I think JT's a fantastic play. I absolutely love the form, love the ability. It's a big event. I think JT's going to be all in. Now, before we get to the next picks, be sure and subscribe to the podcast. Click the thumbs up. Give us some love. We'd appreciate it. It'll let you know every time Roto-Grinders puts out a new video. My next play over on Fantasy Draft is Gary Woodland at 14000 I think this is an absolute criminal price tag for a guy named, named Gary Woodland, who is just in the best form, arguably, of his career. Gary's playing so freaking good right now. He's fourth in this field in strokes gained off the tee, 11th in this field in greens and regulation. Now, you know, the history at Ponte Vitra at Sawgrass hasn't been great, but like I said, this is looking to set up differently than in years past, according to Paul Tesori. If that's the case, Gary's going to be able to hit more drivers, use his length to his advantage. It's going to be a little wider open for him. He's not going to have to worry about the scrambling as much, based on what Paul has told us on the podcast. I'm loving Gary Woodland this week. He's just such a value at 14K. It's too good. Let's hear what Pat has to say. When we come back, I'm going to give you a scrub that is near the very, very bottom that I think you should consider playing. What you got, Pat? Well, thank you, DB. I appreciate the fine introduction because I'm sure you just gave me all the accolades in the world for the picks that I'm about to make. So guess what? Let's come through with that. We're going to start off with the fade of the week, and that's going to be Ricky Fowler at 15-8 on Fantasy Draft. Look, here's the thing. All these high-priced guys are great here. I'm going to take a little bit of a risk, though, and fade some Ricky Fowler. A popular pick. The people's golfer, you might say. A guy who's played well in the past here. He's won here. But he does have kind of a checkered pass. He's, he's kind of been uh, hit or miss on this course. And you know what? I just don't like him when it comes to the stat categories. He's 43rd off the tee. He's 60th in par 5 scoring. 51st in strokes gained approach. And his recent form has just kind of been hit or miss. And you know what? I don't like taking that risk for a guy up there in this 15-8 range, one of the higher-priced guys on Fantasy Draft. So, I'm going to take the bold move and the bold call of fading Ricky Fowler this week in my tournament lineups. Now, a guy I love this week, the opposite of the fade, my bone play this week is going to be Xander Shoffley at 15-6. I absolutely love him. A guy that's just been in great recent form. Won earlier this year. Checks the box in driving distance. Also opportunities gained. 
for your better percentage. He is number one in the field in par five scoring. I think Xander Schauffele is a great play this week. Don't mind him at all above 15K on Fantasy Draft. So he will be my bone play of the week. The flyer is going to be Ben on. This is a guy I've been on this year a ton. You know what? He's he's always typically lower owned. He was my one and done, as a matter of fact, last week and snuck into the top 10. And here's the thing with him. His putting has been horrific. That has been it. If it wasn't for his putting, the guy would literally be top five every single week when you look at the stat categories as far as birdie or better percentage, scrambling, approach, off the tee, all of it. Checking boxes. Love some Ben on at 12-7 on Fantasy Draft. And as we typically talk about and know, every single week on tour, you never know when putting is going to come into form and going to hit. And you know what? I think it can do that for Ben on this week. So, Ben on at 12-7 will be the Flyer Play of the Week. There you go. That's all I got. David, button us up. Who you got as your Flyer Play of the Week? And do you have any final thoughts for this week's Players' Championship? Boom. All right, now before I give you the stud, or I'm sorry, the dud that I'm looking to pair with my studs like Justin Thomas, a couple things. Number one, Fantasy Draft has a $1,000 free roll that's going on right now for the TPC only this week. The link to that contest is in the comments, so you'll want to check the comments below. Get in on that $1,000 Fantasy Draft free roll. It's free. It's, it's a free shot at money. Like, why would you not do that? Hit the comments for it. Here's the other thing I want you to do in the comments. In the comments, give me your sneaky stud of the week. Who is your sneaky stud of the week for the Players' Championship? Now, the pricing's a little softer. The field is obviously really strong. So they got some good names down there in the bottom. I'm going to give you one that's been playing pretty good of late. He just can't put four rounds together. And that's Jonathan Vegas. I mean, Jonathan Vegas, $11,800 on Fantasy Draft. I hit him at 100 to 1 first round leader bet at the Honda Classic just a couple of weeks ago. He just can't seem to put four together. That's all it is. But I mean, you know, seventh in strokes gained off the tee in the last 24 rounds, 32nd in greens in regulation in the last 24 rounds. He's got back to back top 25s in the Arnold Palmer and the Honda Classic. And he's almost the minimum price over on Fantasy Draft. I think he's an incredible value. He's been used to playing on Bermuda for the last couple of weeks. He's probably got accustomed to it. Now he's putting on Bermuda at Sawgrass. Now he gets to go to Sawgrass where typically his length hasn't been as much of an advantage. Now it is. I think it's a nice play for Johnny V over on Fantasy Draft. So there you have it. Hope you guys have a great week. Be sure and check out the Tour Junkies podcast like I mentioned to listen to the Paul Tesori interview and make your own decisions on what you hear him say. It's really, really good stuff. As always, we'll be in the Roto Grinders chat room at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday night. You're going to want to check that out. Get in on that for any last-minute information we may be getting. Subscribe to the podcast. We thank you for watching. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. May your screens be green. See ya! Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
is going on, Rotor Dean here. It's Dean 78904 if you want to get all technical on me. It is 521 on the dot, 221 on the West Coast. I don't know if it's exactly a dot because it's one. Nonetheless, it's 421 Tennessee time on the dot. Of course, they've just time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It is called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. Join me today. By God, it's Killer Bees music. Grant is a, he's a, there's no power in Grant's place. He's got a bunch of snow like a piling in on him. And I was, I wanted to give him the business because he was tweeting at me last night and trying to like you know, point to some kind of scoreboard and I was going to yell at him. And I guess we really aren't friends. I don't know. It's a whole other conversation. But stepping in, it's uh, Brett Killaby. You may know him from such things as uh, GBPs you entered and you see his name at the top. Uh, Killa, this really. is your first time at the, uh, the flagship this year, is it not? I know, man. Like uh, normally I'm just, basketball is just too nuts for me to leave only like 30 minutes I uh, usually play three sites, so it's one of those things where I'm I'm currently going to only probably play two sites tonight just because I took up the show, but I uh, haven't done a show in, like, ages, and when you brought up uh, Tennessee, I totally forgot that you moved to Nashville, like, what, six months ago, or what? It- yeah, so- I'm still a bit of a tourist, but yeah, I- I'm living in Nashville now. It's a whole other- every year I basically get up and just kind of leave and just go to another city. I don't know. G- give me your best pitch, and I might move to... Are you still in Minnesota? Where were you, where you at? Yeah, yeah. remember we were talking about like possibly moving uh, together there. And then I, uh, I you just, you just uh, sold me out basically is what happened there. You decided know. to stay in Minnesota. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's not bad here. But the dogs didn't want to move. What was the story? Why, why do we stay in Minnesota? That, that is true. Like it would be tough to move with my two dogs, uh, two big 60 pound dogs, and then just try to move all my stuff. I, I wasn't, it would have been too stressful for me. So uh, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Hold up for now. But, well, uh, you should be good at like handling stress because you play a lot of money and daily fit. Well, you, I guess you don't get stressed. Did you not sweat your games or how, how do you handle that? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know what it is with DFS, but I don't get like stressed out whatsoever. I don't really sweat like the day-to-day operation. Like obviously if I'm in a, a bad stretch, it sucks. But um, I think, I think that comes with just, you know, my years in it as a poker player, uh, you know, not really getting too stressed out about each like event that happens but yeah real life events uh stress me out way more we see uh devin our fine producer has just dropped the the link to the the free roll uh fantasy draft is dropped holding a free roll for pga uh you could go ahead and it's free go ahead and give it a shot i don't uh, i don't play the golf but you know maybe i'll just click some buttons just for some fun or if you're a premium member here at rg i know a guy so i actually have access i'll get like notice uh notos picks and cards picks uh, of course, if you guys are not premium members, you can get yourself a seven-day free trial. Uh, give that a shot. If you're watching this on YouTube, feel free to like, subscribe, and jump on over here at RG. Uh, yeah, Such there's a company a- man. Such a company man. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I got his bills, baby. Well, I got to knock them all out at the top of the show. Now, I hit the quota. If they kind of happen organically throughout the show, so be it. But now, you know, you, you don't get stressed. I get stressed. It's like, Eight minutes into the show, when I haven't mentioned like and subscribe, and Devin's in my ear yelling at me, I can hear him getting angry. He's like, oh, he just totally forgot. I told him right before the show, go ahead and say it. And if you don't say it, and then it's somebody yells at him, and it's a whole trickle down. So I'm just, I'm here to save Devin from getting uh, yelled at at some point, which I'm sure that probably wouldn't happen. I'm just here so they don't find me. (laughs) I haven't been on a show in like a couple months. I was expecting to get uh, the walking papers from camera. (laughs) You're not even supposed to be here today, clerk style, but uh, you stepped in. I appreciate it because otherwise... I, I told I, t- I told him uh, like he's gonna get Wally Pitt today. He's never gonna be invited back on a show. So, can we stop? No, 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 can, we, can we update that reference? Wally Pitt was like eighty years ago. Why have we not updated that? Well, can you name another one? 
Yes, uh, Tom Brady. He, he well, he picked Drew, Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, but Bledsoe still had a cup of coffee uh, with like let's see Dallas afterwards, right? There's got to be okay. The, the chat, help us out here because that's Wallace the best example. Ever I have. Play a game again. That would be the best thing ever. Like I, I would imagine he played another game at some point. You know, maybe he went to a different team. While, while he's like, yeah, Baltimore, you need a shortstop. I don't know. Like I don't know what he played. I guess he played the outfield. I have no clue. But that's I don't know. Seventy years ago, Wally Pip. We have to update that, don't we? Well, don't why don't you make a push for it? You got you got a platform. Push. Do it. I have a platform? Maybe I'll do that in the Twitter machine. Let's update that because. I mean, Brady over Bledsoe's a pretty good one, but that still was like 20 years ago, right? Yeah, but is that is that is that like the one that sticks out the most to you? I'm trying to think like on any other ones. I vaguely thought about this before, and that was the first answer I came up with, and I, oh. I got distracted, and I, I just stopped thinking about it. But now let's go, think about it some more. How about Brett Favre and Domikowski? That's going back another 10 years, but the Magic Man. Uh, but Mikowski had a cup of coffee somewhere else, like he didn't just disappear. What about? Uh, did he? Put, yeah, he went to the Colts afterwards, right? <laughs> I think so. Hey, Gene Efer's back. He's got power now. All of us. All of a sudden, he's got power. Not too bad. Lost your job. Grant's trolling me in chat. We'll talk about the sixty gamer in just a second. Before we do that, uh, speaking of chirping in chat in the previous show, you were chirping at Big T. You want some of that? Oh yeah. Like I mean, Big T. Like he's he's God's gift. That's that's his new nickname. You should just like he's the best at everything, right? I mean, <laughs> Isn't like the best set? I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not. I feel like you're not, but I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, I, I love I like Big T. I, you know, when when he uh, comes on the shows and I hear that Southern draw, it really gets to me. Yeah, he, he's good at all the fringe sports, like all like the the, the ones that involve like drinking and stuff. You know, uh, the bags. You drink at the bags, I assume, right? What, what's the, the? Yeah, so I would say I would say like any bar sports or yard yard games. He's probably the, the <laughs> like I feel like. I feel like the ones where he doesn't have to do a lot of moving, moving and it's just like accuracy, like he's probably pretty good at it. He's probably good at pool. I could see him being good at pool. I could see him hustling a few people in his time. I have no clue, but uh, I'll throw it out there. Bowling, he's probably a decent bowler, but uh, yeah, who knows? I feel yeah, like he's good at the fringe sports. So that, that's again, what I'm thinking. Things that you really don't have to move for. Like I feel like I could <laughs> run circles around him in, in like anything where we're, we're running and stuff. The fringe <laughs> uh body parts you ready for it as far as who's in and who's out as far as this uh, the slate it's not very it's not very sexy uh we have some the list isn't very deep but we got damari carroll who's out with his knee uh travion graham still out with his back uh, shabazz napier also out with his hammy uh aaron gordon's got ribs but he's gonna play despite those ribs west of so one dude's got a toe he's gonna play with it he's probable as well uh markeith morris has a neck he is questionable i suspect he's gonna sit out uh he had this earlier i don't know if it's a sammy sack injury but he was out for more than one game uh, Josh Richardson, uh, the hope for Miami value opening up is not happening. He is probable this hamstring. Ricky Rubio is expected to play with his hip. Holodetto also available with his hamstring. Uh, Terrence Ferguson, Ferguson, he's probable with his head. He's got a concussion. He's expected to be okay. And then, of course, the big one is Kevin Durant, who is out with an ankle. But, yeah, there's not a – I mean, we'll talk about this late, but as of right now, there's not a ton of, like, value you feel good about. At least, I mean, I'm just speaking for myself. Is that kind of where you're at as well? Yeah, like um, I feel like it's the chalk will be like mid-tier guys uh, throughout. So um, there's there's like one interesting spot here, like uh, just the like Ed Davis, like whether to go back to the Ed Davis um, for a cheap guy. Um, that's yeah. that's the only thing that I'm really considering. And it's it's a spot where if you take like all the Brooklyn injuries off, he actually really pops a lot. So uh, I ran Court IQ uh, before the show, and I was I was surprised uh, how much he pops. 
it's funny you say that because I oh my, my camera just moved. Hopefully I didn't throw you off there, Devin. Um, it's funny you say that because I I ran court IQ today, which I usually don't do because I usually make I hand build all my lineups. I usually don't make more than ten, if that, depending on what set I'm on. And I just moved my camera again. I'm driving Devin nuts. Are you are you slapping your camera? What is going on? No, <laughs> my camera is attached to my laptop, but it keeps turning because I keep tugging on this uh, wire. Wire. You're really <laughs> you're really off your game right now. Dude. I know. <laughs> well, yeah. So I ran court IQ today as well, and the same exact thing. And I kind of plugged in, you know, the percentages I want of players, and you know, uh, it built lineups around that, and it gave me like seventy percent A Davis, and I'm like, no, I'm not playing seventy percent A Davis. That's not happening. I don't like players that play like 18 minutes. Like that's, and that's kind of a problem. Let me guess you went down to 10% Dean. <laughs> I have less than Ed Davis, less than 70%. I might have a sprinkle in there now, but I think I got rid of that for the most part. But uh, all right. Uh, that's just, I don't know why we're talking about Davis specifically, but we were talking about the potential value and I guess he's a potential value play uh, and you need his, his size, his girth, though the most he can offer there as far as Brooklyn, they're pretty undersized and they're facing, you know, Steven Adams who, it's a big boy, obviously, on the other side, and Allen's going to struggle manning up against them. But uh, we go by, we go game by game here in the flagship. You've been here before, of course. It's just been a while. And thanks. I, I appreciate you, actually. I don't think I've done a flagship NBA. I, I was like thinking, never? No. Like, I always did the, the one uh, before you guys um, for NBA. NFL, I've done flagship, but never NBA, I don't think. Yeah, we used to do a premium NFL show, so that was good times. So who was our third person? Andy Means. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout Andy. out to Andy. Dude, did you read that? Did you read uh, his story yesterday in the court? Uh, what is it? The court. Yeah, place? in his court plays, he gave a personal, very personal story, and it was actually it was a good read, and uh, you know, obviously tragic, but uh, yeah, it was it was it yeah. was nice to see him opening up and sharing, and, and then people, it was cool because people in the comment section all of a sudden just started opening up and giving their personal thoughts on things, and yeah, it was a. I don't know what inspired that specifically, but I thought it was the it was a good read. Uh, it was the twenty eight year anniversary. He said that. Ah, there you go. I guess I'm a bad reader. I forgot that notes. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Andy who writes the core plays. You know, if you want to be a, if you're an RG pre member, you guys probably read that article. And if, you, if you're not an RG pre member, get yourself a seven day free okay, trial. They want us to get us into the slate. So let's, let's dive in. Come on. Are they getting upset? In the, it's a six gamer. Can they relax? Yeah. Let's get Getting, into it. Oh man. It's a, is it a feisty chat today? I've not really taken a peek so much just yet. I, I got our chat up. I, you, <laughs> I can't do your YouTube chat. Anymore. I'm afraid of YouTube chat. <laughs> oh my God. Those, those are some mean streets. It's, cry, it's crossing the train tracks, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're mean in there. Some of them, not all. I'm sure they're lovely people. And uh, yeah, and we welcome over here at RG. And we're, we're thrilled that you're watching us there. Yeah. You're mean. Like and subscribe on YouTube, please. <laughs> uh, we, we, we say that with love. Uh, all right. Uh, first game on the slate is Orlando and it's Washington. 227 is a total. Washington's a two point favorite. So it's fairly high and it's definitely tight. And, you know, if you if Washington like wants to make the playoffs, that's a thing that they still care about. They kind of sort of have to win this game. So, uh, you know, bat, Orlando's currently like in the eight spot or so. No, they actually think they're, they're in the nine spot as well. And I think Orlando actually wants to make the playoffs. And that's evidenced by Vukovic, who's seen his minutes jump up to like 34, 35 minutes and a couple extra minutes of Vuk. Uh, he's one of my favorite players in the slate. Of course, you can only get like one or two premium studs, depending on, uh, especially if you don't like the value. We kind of hit the mid-tier, but. You know, in different positions, Book versus Westbrook versus Harden versus Curry, there's a lot of premium guys to consider. But uh, I love Book tonight. Where do you prioritize him as far as, like, the big spends? Yeah, I mean, uh, Vooch, Vooch would be near the top of my list, I think, for big spends. Uh, there doesn't seem to be too many safe spots. Uh, 
I mean, obviously with no Durant, you're going to get plenty of usage to go around in Golden State. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Vooch, Vooch would be my top guy to pay up for him or Russ. So uh, yeah, I'm all about uh, buying Vooch for sure. What about his teammates? Uh, DJ August seems fairly cheap. Uh, and again, we're looking for some value and he's priced down for what it's worth, but he's eight, two on fantasy draft. I think he's like four, three on DK and, I don't want to play DJ Augustine, but I'm going to. Like he's he's one of those guys I'm getting. He's one of those guys that uh, you know I fired up the old court IQ to build lineups here today, and he jumped at about like I don't know thirty percent, forty percent, or something like that. What say you as far as DJ? Yeah, I'd say it's not a sexy slate for guards, so it might be a DJ Augustine type of night. Um, he's he's been a bubble boy in most of my lineups today, so. Sometimes he's in, sometimes he's out. It's just basically whatever I'm trying to accomplish with that specific lineup. But uh, 100% for sure in play, Washington uh, is a uh, good spot, obviously, for point guards. So, yeah, love, love him in uh, a pace-up uh, setting, too. So the chat here at RG, somebody has copied and pasted a, a tweet from Ira. Uh, Ira Winderman, who's the Heat uh, you know, beat, and he says, this is, uh, let's see, 30 seconds ago. Is that yeah, 30. Joshua Richardson? So he's questionable. I thought he was upgraded to probable a couple hours ago. Is this a conflicting or was he downgraded? we got to get some information on that. I'd like to get some clarity because that can definitely make this slate a little bit more interesting. Uh, like, so we like Vuk. We're going to play some DJ Augustine. Fournier, not in the best form, got kicked out of the last game, but I think he's like in the, you know, he's playable. Uh, T. Ross off the bench can play 30 minutes and put like 25 real life points in the bucket here against Washington. Uh, Washington, the team that you know, yields plenty of threes. Certainly uh, seems like a great opponent for Ross. I don't mind Gordon. The, the you know Washington struggles pretty much everywhere. Uh, I assume he's fine playing with those ribs. I think he's definitely in play for me as a mid tier. Uh, all these guys in the Magic, I'm okay with Isaac. Like the Magic are one of my favorite teams today. Is that where you're at too, or is that a mistake? Mm, I would I wouldn't say my favorite teams. I mean, like you never feel good playing a DJ Augustine. That's for sure. No, uh, Ter- Terrence Ross is also one of those guys that uh, is better for tournaments because I mean that guy can just go off. He'll soak up extra minutes if he's hot off the bench. Um, so I do like them, but they also don't like outside of Vooch. I wouldn't say there's uh, anybody that's really cash game viable. All right. So Mango's dropping some clarity here as far as this uh, Richardson news. Uh, the Heat may not have actually updated their report. He's just saying how some teams are so bad at updating. It, well, hopefully we get some clarity on that before. Uh, well, that, that game is what? Uh, 730 on the East Coast, a half hour before lock time. We should get to information as far as Richardson how about the Wizards um you know like you know Beal is gonna be kind of lost here in this slate just because you know you're gonna play hard and you're gonna well I'm not gonna tell you what to do but I, me I prefer well, hard over to do, man. <laughs> he's gonna play 40 minutes I think he's gonna play 40 minutes and he's perfectly fine I just think I'm more likely to play Harden or Curry or Westbrook or Vuk different position but similar price point than Beal like he's fine and we can get an optimal bill game today, but I just don't think I'm getting there much. Yeah. If you've targeted Orlando on the year, you're not, you're not happy with yourself because Orlando, I mean, is a slower paced team. Uh, they're pretty strong defensively uh, at most spots. Uh, it's just, you know, this, yeah, I, I'm not going to have much exposure to Washington whatsoever, even in tournaments. I don't think it makes sense. Uh, Jeff green, probably maybe the most interesting guy. We're talking DraftKings. He's forty four hundred there. Um, I don't. I don't mind it. It's not something I'm in love with. But it's the price that makes him interesting, right? Like he's that, that, that's basically what kind of. If he was five K, would you care about him? 
Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I wouldn't be playing them at five k. I barely like them at forty four. So it's uh, it's a spot where like if I have to choose a Washington guy, uh, I would probably put in ten percent Dean exposure there, and that's about it. Why do you keep spreading that propaganda? That is not. A thing. Oh, I just know you love it. And I guess well, I have a really tight core of players, almost always, and almost every player I play is like you know at least twenty five, you know forty percent or so. I, I've seen what you do. I've seen what you do. <laughs> You've been watching me. I've been watching. It's not <laughs> what, impressive, Dean. It's not. Oh, impressive. well, you know, <laughs> I have to do the show, so that's my that's my uh, <laughs> that's your excuse. The world's smallest violin playing for me. I have to do the show. Um, well, how how many lineups do you normally run out? I know you play like, multiple sites. Is it usually one per site or what? Sure. Like I normally do like a. Uh, I mean, I'll, there's times where I'll do like four or five lineups, uh, especially when I've uh, queued on some uh, bigger bigger tournaments. Uh, but yeah, normally, normally it's, uh, one lineup per site, uh, especially for NBA. Uh, but yeah, like uh fantasy draft Yahoo, I'll just, I'll sometimes throw in like three or four DraftKings, almost always one lineup FanDuel, almost always one lineup. Sometimes I'll have like really good three verse threes or four verse fours where I'll run out multiple lineups, uh, or yeah, in those situations, but it's, it's totally slate dependent for sure. Is Bobby Portis not uh, somebody you're considering? Uh, nope, he is not somebody I'm considering. At 6,200, I just don't feel good about it. Uh, his minutes, you know, if he if he starts seeing that 30-minute mark every once in a while, I love it. But again, this is just not a spot where I want to attack Orlando, especially with the bigs. Uh, it's just not a good spot for him. Yeah, it's the, uh, what, the, the, if you fire up the old, uh, you know, NBA defense archetype matchup tool here at RG, as far as versatile bigs, it's uh, depending on what site you're looking at. It's the fourth worst or the second worst matchup. So that's it. As far as the minutes, like he, him and Parker and Green are always kind of fighting for minutes. And Bryant seems to be losing the most out of that grouping. Um, like he can get up to 30. He got 33 last time out, 30 versus Minnesota. Was one of those games an overtime game against Sacramento? That might have been. I don't recall. I feel like that might have been. Or it's making that up in my head. Nonetheless, uh, he can get up to 30 in the right night. I think he's in my pool. And I, I dare I say he might, I might have a 10% <laughs> to uh, – <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anybody else that's worth talking about in this game? Like Ariza is going to play a ton of minutes, obviously. Sadoransky should play around 30 or so. But those guys are both – it's market price, right? You're not getting a break on it. Right. You, you brought up Jonathan Isaac, right? I mean, yeah. that's a good spot. I like, I like Jonathan Isaac tonight. Um, but if I had to rank my love, it would be up at Vooch. Um, and then probably Augustine Ross. Uh, All right, let's move on. Brooklyn, OKC, 232 and a half is the total OKC is a eight-point favorite here. This is the big conversation I want to have in this slate. You know, it's funny. I mentioned studs four or five times, not, you know, consciously, maybe maybe subconsciously. I've yet to mention the name Paul George. Uh, and, of course, Paul George is a stud, and, you know, he's in the MVP race and yada, yada, yada. But he's just not been good of late. And I don't know if it's correlation, if it's causation, if it's a coincidence. But, also, of course, he's dealing with that shoulder injury as well, too. His last six games, there was a break where he took a couple games off. Last six games here, uh, small sample, 33 for 115, 28.6% from the field, specifically from three, 13 for 58, 22.4%. Okay, so like how concerned are we about this? Yeah, he's, he's the type of guy that goes through these stretches, I feel like, uh, given when he was you know, pre-injury in Indiana, like you'd have stretches where he's just super hot or it goes on like a you know, two to three week cold streak, so kind of what I put it at but uh the gap between Westbrook and uh George price-wise is starting to get you know pretty big 
which makes me want to buy low on Paul George uh, and sell off Westbrook. But, you know, I think Westbrook comes out fired up after what happened to him in Utah. I just I feel pretty damn good about that. He gets a softer uh, landing spot, like defensively uh, with Brooklyn. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, Paul George will be facing off like pretty tough uh, uh, defense. So I think, I think I'd rather go uh, Russ here uh, for sure. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. As far as the defense versus architect matchup told the matchup of Paul George, bottom five uh, Westbrook against, you know, uh, Brooklyn. I'm perfectly fine with that matchup. I'm trying to see, I was stalling and trying to say some words and trying to find Westbrook, but I cannot find him. but I'd imagine somewhere in the middle of the pack. Yeah, there it is. Combo guards, 15 middle of the pack as far as against uh, uh, Russell and the rest of those uh, Brooklyn team. Uh, and I kind of agree. I know it's kind of a weird sort of narrative, but I, I think he comes up fired up and he crushes as well too. Um, so here's my thing. Like on Fandle, where you're kind of pigeonholed in, in the small forward, I'm more likely to play Paul George uh, on a site that has versatility versatility and flexibility like DK, like, like fan draft, where you can have you know, roster five centers. You don't need to play two specific small forwards and there's no multi-position eligibility. I just, I, I don't want, I mean, <laughs> I just think there's other players that I, I don't need it. And I guess it's kind of sort of baked into the price, like 17.4K on pass draft. That's probably about as cheap as Paul George has been in a long, like you play there. And then like, it's, when was the last time he's been 17.4 on pass draft? I'm sure it's been a while. Yeah, but I mean, you know, at the beginning of the season, he probably was yeah. you know, more like 15, 16. Uh, but yeah, since he went on his like MVP run, he hasn't dipped below 18K in a while. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I, I like his price. I just don't like the matchup. Uh, again, he does seem like a hot and cold guy. So I probably am going to stay away, but love, love in tournaments for sure. Yeah, that's sort of where I'm at. And I'm mostly going to stay away, I think, and just hope he doesn't absolutely crush me. And I'm leading on Westbrook over George. And the third dude, as far as the big three, I guess it's probably the big two. And then there's also, there's kind of a dip down. But uh, Steven Adams against Brooklyn, centers against Brooklyn, he should just annihilate, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, on DraftKings fantasy draft, he's got a good price. So I don't know. Uh, he, it, the only issue here is he, he plays the lucrative center spot, right? And, uh, that means he, the center is the big issue for me. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, it's like, uh, on fantasy draft where you can play five centers. Yeah. 100% play. Uh, but where you're, you can only play two centers on Yahoo DraftKings one on FanDuel. I just, he's not going to be highly owned whatsoever. Yeah, uh, anybody else that's worth talking about? Demolition Man, Dennis Schroeder, I mean, Ferguson, whatever. Oh, yeah, this is uh, clearly Jeremy Grant. I'm assuming Morris is going to be out. Uh, we don't know this for certain. We will before lock because this, this game goes tips off at 7. Well, the official lock in that game is 7 o'clock on the East Coast. It'll probably tip off at like 7 or 8, give or take, which is weird, by the way. Oklahoma, why would that game be on earlier for an hour? Because that's a 6 o'clock local time, is it not? Maybe that's a TV game? I haven't figured that, but nonetheless. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Jeremy Grant, uh, he's probably going to play with 38 or 40, 38 minutes, give or take, if, if Morris doesn't go. Uh, Oakley, Oklahoma, not a very deep team, obviously. I don't think he's priced for 38 minutes. Of course, he's not this great fantasy partner guy. He's not this great useless guy because, well, his teammates are Westbrook and Paul George. But uh, he just seems too cheap. And we're uh, on a slate that's starved for value. I'm playing a lot of Jeremy Grant. Is that where you're at as well? Yeah, I like I like Jeremy Grant for sure, uh, and he's under the five K mark on DK, uh, cheap enough on. Again, I would say this he's he's more or less a bubble guy for me. Um, did most of my lineups before I came on air here, and he was kind of like one of those guys I was kind of throwing in and out as like one of my last guys in. So uh, definitely playing around with him, uh, but yeah, he's he's kind of like 
he's not a must for sure. Uh, definitely not like a cash game guy. Um, but like he's he's right there. I mean, he's on the precipice of most of my lives. What are we doing with Brooklyn? I'm not uh, terribly. I know we talked about Ed Davis briefly and like the prospect of him getting like 20 minutes or so or something like that. Uh, Russell, I, I think you could, if you play Russell, I think you have to pair him with like Westbrook or or at least maybe at least one of the OKC guys, if not two of the two of the big three. Um, Crab is whatever. He's not a fun click, but he's fairly cheap and he probably plays close to 30 minutes. Ditto with Joe Harris. Uh, Jared Allen's really priced down. I, I think Karuk is like a real life good basketball player. I think that guy's going to be like an actual decent player for what it's worth. But um, does he I mean, remind you of somebody um, like a like an older player? There's a guy from like 15 or 20 years ago that was a really good shooter. Um, yeah. He's like a six foot eight wing. I want to say the guy was Russian. Uh, but yeah, to hold Karuk, oh, yeah, of course, it's got to be an Eastern European. You got to compare him to it's the yeah, true public like, rules. Yeah, but the guy, I mean, the guy was a good slasher. I forget. Was it Pedro Stokovic? I'm not really sure who you're no, thinking of. No, no. Uh, but very, you know, kind of like a uh, a wing shooter, but that could also slash. Andre Karolenko, AK-47. Yes. Woo! That's who it was? That's who it is, Karolenko. Is that not the greatest nickname of all time? I mean, it's not, you know, AK. What was his nickname? His, his number was 47, and his name was Andre Karolenko, so he's AK-47. Ah, that's you legit. Know? There you go. I think you learn something every day. Um <laughs> What do we do with Brooklyn? From Dean, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> full of useless information. Yeah. Oh no, that's awesome, man. Um. So yeah, like uh, Brooklyn. Okay. How much would you pay in DraftKings money for forty-eight uh, uh, center minutes out of Brooklyn? Oh well, I mean, then I have to lock. Both, you're saying lock in both Allen and Davis. Oh, it, that's an option, man. Ugh. Is it though? Yeah, I, I I was I was playing around with it today. I was just like, oh, what if I just go dirt cheap, grab the forty eight Brooklyn center center minutes? Um, it's it's not it's a bad spot. It's cheap. Yeah, it's not a bad spot. I think like it's something that I've been looking to do. Uh, both Jared Allen and Ed Davis are good buys separately. Um, now that's a cash game play, right? You wouldn't want to do that in tournaments uh, necessarily. But like to get forty eight Brooklyn center minutes against OKC. Uh, I think, I think if I got 48 Brooklyn center minutes, like that's going to be about 45 to 50 points right there. So, uh, and at only 7,900, it makes total. The opportunity cost, I guess, is the question you got to bring in, right? Yep, exactly. Yep. So it's you know, if uh, if Boot puts up 65, 70, Aiton seems like he's underpriced in the slate too. We'll talk about him soon enough. Uh, I mean, of course, there are other centers out there that are worth talking about. Um, well, Draymond, you don't have to play at center necessarily. It, it's an interesting idea. It's outside the box. I, I don't think I'm getting there, but I hear what you're saying. And like they kind of get the value, right? If you do like, well, it's 6x, so he got value. But that's not always how it works out, right? Uh, by the way, we just triggered the chat as far as uh, talking about uh, Karolinko. So uh, I don't know if you remember this, that they're talking about his wife. Apparently his wife was famous back in the day or uh, people. And I, I think I remember, I vaguely remember the story about him getting the yearly hall pass, which is yeah. – uh, <laughs> I think that came out like an ESPN article and yes. then it was just made famous. And so, uh, yeah. They, they made a movie about it. What's that? They made a movie about it. Oh, Hall Pass? Well, yeah, of course, but not because of Kirilenko. I don't know. He might, he, who knows? He might get like, he residuals. <laughs> he's in the back. Like he's like, just like drinking in the back of the bar or something like that. But, uh, I mean, yeah. if you could find a girl that would actually give you a, a yearly Hall Pass, that would be, that'd be something. That would be something. <laughs> Put that in the nuptials. That's romantic for sure. Um, <laughs> right. What else do you have to say about Brooklyn? If anything else, or shall we move on? 
Uh, let's see. Well, yeah, I think D'Angelo Russell, 100% play. Again, like I said, the guard spot uh, today doesn't really – nothing really stands out too much, uh, especially his fancy draft price. I uh, really love Russ here. I know uh, there's times where his minutes can kind of be lessened, uh, and that's that's the only issue. I mean, with Didwitty coming off the bench sometimes, you know, Didwitty's playing good and will soak up maybe an extra two to three minutes uh, from Russell. So that's the only concern. But, yeah, I, I think it's a good spot for Russ. <laughs> uh, Jamina asks, have you seen swingers before? Jamina's in the chat. You've seen swingers, right? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen swingers. Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, your money, you're so, your money, you don't even know it. You're like not the aware, bucks. Not aware of swingers? What? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know why he would say that. Swingers? He's not talking about the movie, though, right? Oh, not, I think he's talking about the movie. Um, I'm pretty sure that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Um. Oh, you know what? Actually, he wasn't. My brain went to the movie. I think. I think yeah. No, that's skinny. Uh, yeah, skinny Vince Vaughn uh, era. <laughs> I love skinny Vince Vaughn. <laughs> I'm gonna do Vince Vaughn uh, movie power rankings. By the way, that's happening. Make your pitches on Twitter. It's it's gonna. Uh, Man, go and ask me to do it a couple days ago, and I've never done it, and I'm gonna do it. So we're gonna we're gonna knock that out. I know that people care about that. Let's talk about Memphis and Atlanta. Two twenty three and a half is the total. Uh, Memphis is a one point favorite. You would think both these teams don't want to win. Uh, Conley, if he plays 32 minutes here, which he's been getting minutes in the 30s of late, which is kind of surprising. That's been happening. Uh, I love Conley here. I'm just scared, especially on the road, that he's not going to play the minutes he should play. How are you handling Mike Conley? Because I don't know what to do. Don't be scared to play him. Uh, he's, yeah, this is like a great spot for him. And I kind of, this is like the part of the year that I do get concerned for, especially veterans, uh, like the Mike Conley, like right around the 10 years that their minutes are going to start getting pulled. But uh, I like what they've done uh, so far. And I haven't really got burned too much by any of the Memphis guys. So I'll yeah. go back to the well. I'll go back to the well with Mike Conley for sure. So you like give me the uh, your, your estimated minutes for Conley tonight, somewhere around 31 or so, 32? Mm, I'll go over 32. I would, uh, oh. let's see. I have him for just under 33. In my Man, just you have a decimal points, like 32.8 minutes. I do. I do. I have like a, just a few sources that I basically pull minutes from and then I average them out. So yeah. yeah. 35, 32, 35, the last three games, all those at home for what it's worth. I just feel like uh, there's more likely he's going to grab more minutes at home. If he, you know, if he's the home fans, you know, they don't care as much to care. The, the, you know, if he's the Atlanta fans to see Mike Connolly again, it's, I, I I'm going back and forth on it. And like you say, if he plays 33 minutes, uh, lock, the uh, Connolly's an awesome play here against Trey Young, who's an absolute disaster on the defensive end. They play at a great pace. They turn them all over a ton. Uh, so I don't know what to do with him. But, yeah, for sure, grab some shares of Connolly. Uh, are you buying this new Avery Bradley? Is he real? Is this legit? Jeez. I mean, I can't – I'll never be able to pay a price tag above, like, 3600 for Avery. <laughs> I mean, that's just a no-go for me. Um, Atlanta, that still doesn't persuade you in any way? No? No, no. It's, it's – it, I could care less about who he's playing. Like, I just – I know who Avery Bradley is. Like, I guess, like, obviously his usage has gone up since all the injuries, the trades, and whatnot, and that's great and all, but it's like I've already seen uh, bad Avery Bradley, and that's enough to keep me away until he drops, like, that price down. We're supposed to ignore biases, though. Like, 37 minutes, 36, 34, 35, 32, 38, 34. Mm, yeah. But it's Avery Bradley, and we think he's terrible. So that's 
Can you stop moving your camera? What's going on over I here? I don't know what's going on. I hope you wouldn't notice. <laughs> uh, so no, I, I, you know, what I like is Avery Bradley's minutes are up, which makes, I think, Mike Conley more effective, right? With, with Bradley being on the court, being kind of a lower usage guy in general, um, and just their, their starting five, it just makes me like Mike Conley. Uh, anybody else? I mean, I love Valentunas. How many minutes does Jonas Valentunas going to get? Uh, say that again. Jonas Valentunas? Yep. How, how many minutes? How many minutes? Uh, I got him locked in for 24 and a half. Yeah, that's the problem. That's not enough, is it? Yeah, yeah uh, it matters what price tag you're paying. But yeah, on, on DK, fantasy draft, uh, uh, he's, not, he's not in my player pool. Is there any place where you can play him that I'm not aware of? Because I, I just think it's a tick too high. Of course, he could absolutely smash and get there in 24 minutes it's just my concern is i don't think i don't know why like why wouldn't you play i guess because they're maybe trying to lose but if you're playing conley at some why are you not playing valentunas like 30 yeah so valentunas, you know that run right because you got to Val- see what you have in noah valentunas is 100 in play if you play on yahoo he's 24 dollars there so uh he's if i'm getting exposure to jvel it's over on yahoo anybody else in memphis that does the one right off the bench he's kind of interesting right to some degree yeah, uh, I, I like Delon. See, like if Delon Wright could just start taking more of those minutes away from Avery Bradley, uh, <laughs> I, I'd be really, really good with him. But uh, it sucks that he's getting he's losing minutes to Avery Bradley. Like I, I thought at this, especially at this point in the year, I thought uh, it would be Delon Wright's time to shine. There's nothing to suggest he's going to grab any tonight, right? There's no reason to suggest that that's going to happen, even though it probably should. But, you know, they obviously acquired him uh, in a trade. So you would think, like, they want to see what he can do more of. Uh, So possibly they'll start sitting down Mike Conley, and then that's when it's still on right turn. Uh, But, yeah, like, uh, nothing nothing to deny. Um, Outside of, like, I still think he's a fine play. Like, on Fantasy Tracks, he's 9K. Um, Again, guard spot, nothing really – there's not, like – um, great options at the guard spot. I mean, I love Mike Conley tonight, but outside of that, I think like you can you can kind of mix and match different pieces for sure. So the chat's always like a minute or so behind us, and they're saying that like four different people are saying I'm lost or I'm confused. What am I confused about? Did I miss something? That the, where am I? Is there uh, anything I said that sounded kind of wonky? No, I don't know what they're saying, but chat is really angry. Uh, we're seeing like uh, angry Mangon in uh, Mangon in chat. Like that's interesting. I've never seen uh, Mangon like really upset you know what happened i think youtube chat from the other side of the train tracks we told them to join rg and they came out here swinging i don't know what's going on (laughs) well he's like challenging people ahead head heads up and stuff so like he's he's going all out today oh come on man well i mean just like is is that what he's he's like okay just it's like that's how you end the conversation it's like look just pick up my head to heads and that's we'll move on that's it that's how that works I think so. I, I, I've actually seen uh, Mangon do that a few times on Twitter too. So like that's his that's his go to move. Oh man, so cliche. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets so angry. He's like, "Fine, challenge me to heads up. Let's do this." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And now chats are saying they were joshing me. They're just joking around apparently. So it's all in good fun. Nonetheless, all right. Sensitive today, I think. No, no. I was I was just curious. About, I, did I seem angry? I was just I, I was just like, did I goof? Did I? I'll you say something got, that makes no sense and not just miss it. That happens. You might have got thrown off with like uh, the ten percent thing, and then you've been messing with your camera for a bit. So I do feel like you're a little off today. <laughs> uh, anybody else in Memphis is worth talking about? Like again, Noah, if he plays twenty five minutes, I guess they can kind of sort of get there. Which is shout out to Noah playing the way he is. The hu- that guy gives all the hustle in the world, and it complete, it's completely meaningless, and it doesn't matter. But good for him. 
Uh, good for it, Cal. Yeah, right. good for Cam. My bad. Yeah. Good for Cam. Uh, what about the Hawks? What are we doing with like Trey Young and the Collins has been great. Uh, I'm still probably not playing him. Maybe I'm being stubborn, but I'm not, I'm not chasing it. Uh, what's your take as far as Atlanta? Yeah, I mean, outside of uh, John Collins' exposure, I think I think you just stay away from Atlanta tonight. It's it's just such a pace down spot for them. It's not. Uh, I don't attack Memphis uh, generally, even though Memphis is playing a little. Uh, I mean, little uh, big time different uh, style ball than you know, when they had Gasol and uh, all the other guys there. So um, they are, they have picked up their pace with kind of like a younger, um, eh, maybe not so much younger, but at least a, a different lineup. So, uh, but yeah, just not a spot that I'll probably be uh, picking them on. Uh, John Collins is like a fringe guy, I think tonight, but uh, most likely I'm not rolling with anybody. He had a 30 minutes uh, max the other day. And I assume that's still the same going forward. I don't know, but it's been 30 in the last two games and, he absolutely crushed in those two uh, those two games against Brooklyn against New Orleans. Uh, I'm still probably not going there. There's a note there in chat that says Deadman's going to start without any restrictions in chat. I didn't, uh, Deadman or Len, I, I just I'm not on either one. Are you on either one of those guys? No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Trey Young, what are we doing with Trey? Uh, avoiding Trey tonight for sure. Uh, just not a spot. I I mean at four, 14 six on fantasy draft, he's just like I, I'd rather go somewhere else. I'm paying up more or less with my big men and then uh, possibly like a Conley or a Westbrook if I'm paying up. He's, you're going to get him for, you know, really low ownership tonight. So if that's your angle, go for it. But uh, I won't be there. Herder, Prince, just whatever. Like you're not seeking him out, right? No, none of these guys. Move on. Yeah, moving on. There's three games left. we got 20 minutes or so. And I was looking at the clock and I'm like, I don't know how much time we're going to have. We're delegating the, the time appropriately or not. And uh, this, I mean, this Detroit-Miami game, you talk about catch me up games. You know, look, you got to sell me on something here. Two away is a total as far as Detroit and Miami. Miami currently a two point favorite, and uh, in theory, this is the battle of two teams that want to make the playoffs. Uh, Miami's currently in the eighth spot, and Detroit's currently in the ninth spot, and they seem to be wanting to. Uh, wait, is Detroit seven or nine? Nonetheless, they're right. I think they're seven. I think it's seven and eight. Whatever it is, two teams that are can't wait or hope to get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. Um, yeah, so I, I guess the rotations will be a little tighter. Who knows? Uh, good luck trying to figure out the rotations. As far as Richardson, I'm trying to find an update in that, but it seems he is now questionable. Uh, but uh, Van Gogh, he's lurking in the chat. He's usually my guy as far as this. He's got his, uh, his buzzer and all his sound effects. Hook us up. Tell me what's going on with Richardson. Nonetheless, uh, long story short, but nobody's going to play Andre Drummond. Like, that's just throwing it out there. Nobody's playing him. I don't know if you are. You're probably not either. I don't, you don't play enough lineups. Yeah, not going to play him uh, tonight, but I think I think this is where you would buy like a Drummond or a Blake in a tournament setting. Normally when you have two kind of like slower paced defensive teams, um, I would only invest in like the, the big guys for rebounds and whatnot. So if you think like Blake's going to finally come through with the game, like there's like how low is that ownership going to be? And now like on fantasy draft, he's under 15K, which – uh, I don't know the last time he's been hmm. under So, um, yeah, it just seems like a, a buy low opportunity. And like I said, like, it's just, it's almost like a pricing thing uh, in my head. Like he's getting so cheap and, and, and I don't mind buying like bigs in a defensive game because the boards, uh, Drummond still obviously can put up a 2020 in this game. Yeah. I, I tried to go Blake over uh, Drummond the other day that did not work out for me. Uh, yeah. he almost got ejected if you were watching that game he was heated oh, yeah. 
Yeah, he was very upset, um, yelling at, you know, he, he took a couple, he got elbowed in the face several times. Like, I know why he was mad, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, and he's been a bit of a funk. And of course, Drummond's been clearly the better fancy player of late too. He's going uh, down like the, like, I mean, he's, he's reminded me a lot of like Carmelo Anthony's career, like the last like five, six years. Like, I just feel like there's going to be a point in time where, where nobody's going to want him. And if he's on a team, it's going to be a straight losing team. The thing is, though, like, Blake's, like, he's uh, advanced his game more of late. Now his three-point ball now is better than it's ever been. Sure, he, but, he's like. not as much a flashy dunker, obviously, but he's yeah. a little more versatile, no? Yeah, like, I just feel like he tries way too hard, and it doesn't work out a lot of times. And, like, his, athletic, his athleticism has gone down, but you're right. Shooting's been there. It's just, I don't know, man. Like, it's not going to end well for him. He's got a second career on layaway. Did you happen to catch it with Jeffrey Ross? Uh, yeah, his stand-up comedian uh, stuff, and he loves that. He, like, he's, like, yeah. talking about it. Uh, did he just come out with, like, some type of documentary about it? Or, like, it was, like, he was on a show maybe? Not that I'm aware of, but I would definitely be into watching that. But not, for some reason, I'm forgetting the name of the show where Jeffrey Ross uh, – oh, geez, it was a fun little watch. When he was out uh, in L.A., he would go to uh, the comedy store and, like – uh, like all the time so uh, that that's something like that's yeah a pure passion of his for sure oh somebody in the chat's gonna tell us the name of the show it's like such a yeah so it's on tip of my tongue but yeah and he, he was funny too like he was genuinely funny i don't know who's if i and i think he writes his own stuff but who knows but it seemed like he, he, it's team kind of like authentic but uh, nonetheless all right uh, i don't think i don't think a lot of people would heckle him but i guarantee there will be hecklers <laughs> just what he did to that uh the, the trainer trainer like i mean I, you just know damn well he it's gonna go viral where he's like doing a stand-up show and somebody's gonna just echo him and he's gonna come right out and like just beat the crap out of someone uh what about the rest of the guys here in detroit that are worth talking about if anybody I, I, this is one of those like we talked about jeff green before like, we wouldn't talk about jeff green unless he was priced down where he's priced down i don't want to yeah. play reggie jackson but he's really cheap yeah i mean again it's just like a total no-go for me uh reggie jackson is cheap 9400 but man, like his minutes are so frustrating. I mean, it's pretty bad. I had like 26 and a half minutes uh, for him. So uh, it's, yeah, it's just not a good uh, situation for Reggie. All right. Uh, some, some questions here in the chat, as far as YouTube, we try to care. Devin, he's, he multitasked when he's producing the show. He, he fires off. Some, he grabs some of those YouTube questions, brings them over here. Is Alan Crabb a good cheap option tonight? I wouldn't say he's a good option. I would say he's an option. <laughs> you could, I guess. I'm probably not getting there. If I, if I do, it's just a sprinkle or a pinch. Uh, that's my thought. What's your thoughts? Yeah, again, I think he's he's in the pool uh, for guards just because matters if you need a, a shooting guard, what site you're on. Uh, but, yeah, he's definitely in my player pool. Uh, again, I don't love the guard spot tonight. So, been mixing and matching different things. And, again, uh, to throw this out again, he's in that pool. So, yeah. Vuk versus Paul George in the utility spot. And I think I made it pretty clear. I'm playing Vuk over Paul George. What say you? Yeah, Vuk, 100%. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, maybe we'll, if you finish early, we'll knock out some more questions from YouTube and now regular chat here at rgrotorgrinders.com. Uh, that will be. Uh, yeah, so, and Reggie Jackson's kind of a, I don't know if he's a pivot off of Augustine. I don't know how popular Augustine's going to be. But both those guys are kind of like the, the cheap point guard uh, that I'm willing to play and kind of hold my nose. But I think I like Augustine just a tick more. Then Arjax, how about Miami with Richardson being an available Whiteside just coming off the bench and playing 20 minutes or so these days. Um, it's, you know, I, I have nothing for Miami. I'm not, I'm everybody's priced where they should be. There's no reason to think anybody should have an excellent game and, you know, really pay off that salary 
Will one guy do that? Probably. Who's it going to be? I don't know. There's my Miami analysis. <laughs> yeah. So like if Jay Rich gets backdoored, like ruled out, uh, that's the only way I'd have interest here. Winslow. Uh, uh, say that again? That would be Winslow. I assume that would be your pivot. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that or Dion Waiters um, would probably be interesting. But yeah, um, that's probably where I'd be going. Uh, I mean, what, what else do you have for me as far as Miami? <laughs> Just, nope. They're playing, on, they're playing basketball. They're going to be shooting and dribbling and basketballs will be thrown in Miami. You don't There's care? There's a lot of legit games to invest in tonight, and this is not one of them. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's just where I'm at, too. And I hate to just kind of throw a game away on a, on a, on a six-game slate, but uh, we are in, uh, in agreement. If you like anybody in Miami, you're going to get my ownership. Of course, like you said, if for whatever reason the Richardson news goes the other way, as of now, he is probable. If he all of a sudden doesn't play like a guy like Winslow or Waiters, is uh, that's a little too ambitious for me, I think. Mm. Yeah, and don't like don't rely on uh, FanDuel uh, alerts at all. <laughs> they, they really uh, dropped the ball yesterday, and I don't know how the hell like they don't like instantly correct that. Like that was that was pretty brutal. Well, I think what the uh, somebody or one of the beat writers or and supposedly someone that wasn't very good uh, tweeted out that Embiid wasn't going to play like four minutes before lock. And Fandle just grabbed it and tweeted that out. And then but how do you run with that? Like, I don't you... know. I, I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm not responsible for their social media and I'm sure they're dealing with play... some angry letters because of do course. You play Fandle? I don't, do you play? Do I... Yeah, yeah. 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 But I, I didn't I'd like to see, like with, uh, I'd like to see what the Boban percentages were uh, yesterday. <laughs> I mean, I had, I had some impedes. I was scrambling and I was watching uh, crunch time yesterday uh, and that's what they reported because that was the news out there. And then, of course, they quickly said, well, wait a second, that was wrong. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that was a fun scramble, getting him beat out and getting it back in in tournaments. But nonetheless, uh, I, I uh, digress. We're moving on from Detroit and Miami. We got uh, Golden State and Houston, which should be an awesome, awesome game. Uh, I think, you know what, does this make sense? It's probably a doubleheader on ESPN tonight. I'm going to guess Brooklyn and OKC is the first game. And the second game is Golden State-Houston. That's why OKC was moved as far as the time changes. Time change. That's my guess. That would make sense, at least in my head. Who knows? Golden State-Houston, 228 is a total. Houston is a three-point favorite. Um, speaking of uh, asking price, it's a weird place to start, but why is Chris Paul so cheap? I know he's not been in the greatest form and dealing with you know injuries of some sort, but you know this just seems too cheap, right? Yeah, uh, for sure. I, I think Chris Paul is – is a good pay up spot for uh, point guard. I mean, right there with Mike Conley, I guess. Uh, like I probably would still uh, lean towards buying Mike Conley over Chris Paul, but um, at this price, it seems like Houston, like, I mean, they've been going on like a really hot stretch here. Um, but, you know, outside of, outside, like the, none of these guys have been really producing great fantasy because you know, they're all healthy, right? So, I mean, you've had your Eric Gordon game when you had Harden, like with, you know, had like <laughs> quick falls at one game. He had five fouls like about like thirty seconds into the third quarter, and he I, love how, I love how aggressive they were. They put him back like with three minutes left in the third quarter. It's like why doesn't every coach do that? Yes. When I saw that, I just like okay, I feel damn safe about uh, any in or like foul. Uh, you know, there, I don't have any foul concerns like when I play. Houston. I don't know if you watched that game, but it was hilarious watching Harden play defense with five fouls. Like as egregious yeah. as the defense as the times, it was he was just letting people just go right by him. It was awesome. He yeah. did not want to foul that game. And I had I had the opposing guard, so I had Doncic that game, and I was like, I was surprised. You know, obviously Harden wasn't uh, guarding Doncic until like maybe four minutes left in the fourth. So I was I was surprised. I, I really wanted to see them just go like keep on going at him and see what he would do. 
All right, uh, back to Golden State and Houston. Uh, you know, this is the rematch, of course, of the Western Conference Finals last year. Houston had Golden State in the ropes, and then Chris Paul got hurt. Uh, you, you mentioned Harden. Uh, you know, obviously, if we're Harden without Paul, without Gordon, the, the price has come down to some degree. And, you know, the matchup here against Golden State, perfectly fine. Uh, but I think dollar for dollar on the other side, if you're talking about guards, Curry makes more sense than Harden with Durant out, correct? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm right there. Um, I was surprised, like, how much uh, Clay Thompson pops uh, when you take Durant off. Uh, that was that was pretty surprising to me. Um, you know, I just don't I don't feel like uh, Clay's the type of guy that I want to be uh, paying that price tag for. Uh, it feels like a better spot for uh, Curry or uh, DeMarcus Cousins or even Draymond. But, um, I mean, you had that stretch early on in the season where Durant missed a bunch of games. It was like nine, 10 games in a row. Uh, I don't feel like he's missed a game since uh, DeMarcus Cousins has been in the rotation. So I think, I think DC is a really good buy uh, tonight, Uh, especially if you can like uh, put him in at like a forward spot. I don't know if he's a forward spot on some sites, but um, yeah, really love DC tonight. He's a center specific only no versatility on DK. They took away his power forward uh, versatility there. And on Fandle, he's a center only as well. So He's probably best unleashed on fantasy draft. Of course, you can play him uh, elsewhere. But, uh, you know, just as far as the positions work, I'm probably not going to have much of them for that reason. It's just not so versatile. Uh, I was trying to pull up. I was trying to pull up the uh, the RG tool, the, the, the court IQ, that you can kind of kick Durant off the floor. And I did that earlier today. And just to kind of speak to what you're saying, both Curry and Clay Thompson get big usage bumps. I think off the dome, Curry's like 39%. And, you know, Clay was like 37%. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's for the whole season. So, and of course, you know, you should, it's probably best to do that with, uh, you know, when Cousins joined the team to get a more accurate read. But just as far as a big picture, both those guys, you know, are going to get more shots. I, I thought it was interesting where Curry didn't jump as far as his fantasy points per minute. But I think that's just because of um, efficiency. That, that's my best guess. But I'm just going to say that's a small sample, yada, yada, yada. I don't care. Nonetheless, I think Curry's a good play tonight. Uh, what about the other dudes on Golden State? We're looking for some cheap value. And, you know, hold your nose on this one. But, you know, I'm considering Sadiq Wadala tonight, like just because he's probably going to play 26 to 29 minutes here. Is that – and also P.J. Tucker on the other side. Like I don't want to play P.J. Tucker, but I think he plays like 37 minutes because that's what he does all the time. I mean, currently speaking, we're we're dealing with really bad value, right? Not a lot yes. of injuries – so it's like, that's when we start talking about the Iguodala, PJ Tucker. Um, I feel like, I feel like that's why Ed Davis is so in play is just because that's such a, um, a strong savings and a spot where, you know, Ed Davis could play 24 minutes and it's, it's not a bad spot either. So, but yeah, I mean, Iguodala, eh, you know, doesn't feel comfortable. Like you could make, you could make a, a lineup today and just go straight mid tier and feel pretty comfortable with it. Um, you could almost avoid like all the studs too. Uh, I don't feel like super confident with like any of the expensive uh, plays, like like a Westbrook or Harden, um, even Curry. I could avoid. So it's 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 a interesting lineup building. Uh, when you say that, like who's like your most expensive? You say mid tier. Who's like your most expensive player? Like where do you where does your brain stop at mid tier? I understand it's a tricky question, but like is it's like a Vukovic like your most expensive player or not even him like it's just basically straight. yeah yeah so I've, I've built lineups where Vuce is my most expensive player. okay so like when I'm saying mid-tier it, it is like if we're talking fantasy draft I mean the average price on fantasy draft for a player is 12.5 so 
um, you know, you can subtract 2K and add 2K and then build a lineup in that window for sure. Other pieces in this game, as far as Golden State, Houston, who else pops for you? Capella, like I'm just, I, if he has a huge game today, I'm, I'm probably going to not win tournaments. Well, I'm probably not winning tournaments anyway, because that's hard. <laughs> I'm probably not going to finish in the top five or top 10. <laughs> I, I'm just not really on Capella outside of maybe like one little share of a game stack or something like that. Uh, Draymond Green just seems cheap, but it just seems like a game where he could step up. And uh, I, I don't know, hopefully Steve Kerr is not still, st- still tired of his, I don't, did you catch that lip reading moment for Steve Kerr? That was pretty awesome. I did. And I liked, I liked the humor that uh, he came back with. Like, I mean, obviously he knows what he said, but yeah, uh, yeah I'm sure they had a talk and whatnot. And look, it's Draymond. Draymond is the most irritating person. Doesn't matter if you're playing with him or against him. He's so, so irritating. He knows he's irritating, right? He has to know this. Like, yeah. But I think it's also something that he wears like with pride. Like, like that's part of who he is, like as a player, right? Well, you want him on your team. He's he's the the classic guy. You love him, he's on your team. You hate him, he's not on your team, right? That's 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 a sort of what he is. Uh obviously not a big usage guy. Uh, you know, you're begging to score like 10 real life points. They they like to they'll just give him those wide open threes and he won't always take it. But he, you know, he can pepper the box score. He's a five by five guy, you catch him on the right nights. Uh he and I just think he's too cheap in a, in a game that you know, you can make an argument that the, the studs were going to play. There's multiple reasons why they, they would play uh, an extra minute or two in this game. Um, you know, put potential playoff jockeying if Houston gets hot and Golden State gets cold. Um, you know, it, it's a national TV game, which is always, you know, it's a thing. I, I think it's island games for both. Uh, I have this written down here. Let's see, Utah, Orlando, and OKC. Yeah, nobody on the back end. So neither one of these teams play tomorrow. Neither played yesterday. I think we get it, you know, the top end of the bell curve as far as its projection for the studs in this game. So, um, yeah, like what, what could be said is prioritization. Uh, Harden, Curry, uh, you know, Paul, when you consider the asking price, you consider the salary within the world of a salary cap, uh, who are you getting the most of in this game? So the most of, like, I feel the most confident with DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, wow. So that's, that's where I'd, like, put my stake you kind of wrote off Clint Compella really quick. Um, now Capella is coming in super cold uh, and Houston's really healthy. So that's my only concern there. But uh, if you've seen what DeMarcus Cousins has been doing on the defense, end, it's like he's given up monsters after monsters to centers. So spot where I think, uh, I think if you want to play the ownership game, you roll with a Clint Capella lineup. For what sure. kind of centers are like centers that like they're, they're post guys or uh, guys that hit threes or both? Uh, just everything, man. He's, he's looking really slow. Uh, like that's, that's the one part, like, I feel like offensively, he looks like the, almost the same DC. Um, but defensively, man, he's, he's getting beat like all over the place. So, um, yeah, I, I love the pick and roll with Clint Capella tonight, uh, versus, uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah. We love the correlation platter of, uh, you know, uh, you have Harden with Capella or even Westbrook with, with Adams. I love pairing those guys together when you get those alley-oops. Uh, we do have to move on. We got three minutes or so. I did a poor job of time management. We talked about uh, way too much in that game, apparently, because now we have Utah and Phoenix, 221 and a half is the total. Phoenix is a nine point favorite. I'm just going to turn it over to you. You tell me what your thoughts are in this game, and I'll chime in if need be. Uh, so, Utah, Phoenix, I mean, this seems like an unbelievable spot for Rudy Gobert. Um, I, I love, I have a love for both of the centers in this game, and that's something you could possibly do is just stack this uh, game with Aiton and Gobert uh, on a DraftKings where you can play two centers and just start building your lineup from there. So, uh, yeah, outside of that, I don't know. Like, again, someone like uh, Josh Jackson is a cheap option. 
<laughs> um, at 7,100 over on fancy draft. Um, but nothing else really sticks out. Um, I feel like Donovan Mitchell is still a little bit overpriced. Now that uh, Utah is becoming a little bit more healthy, like he's not going to have the same usage um, or even, you know, this, he should still see like, you know, 35, 36 minutes, but uh, his usage and ball handling is going to go down. Yeah. Uh, Neto being available too, Rubio being back. I, I just got to cross Mitchell off and, you know, if Mitchell has an optimal game. I'm in trouble. because I'm, I just don't think I'm going to get there. And this is the problem with your, you know, you're talking about all the centers we like, and this is the problem with Ed Davis. It's like the opportunity cost. We love Aiden. We love Gobert. You talk about Capella, and I don't dislike Capella. I should be clear about that. He's just not somebody at the top of my list. Uh, it's just I, I, I like Vuk, <laughs> and I play, I'm going to play more than 10% of Vuk. That's just the way it is. I like Adams. I'm going to play more than 10% of him. So, you know, you can't play everybody. You know, you can only make so many lineups. Um, I think the perfect uh, tournament play there is to fade that game, though. Like, if you're making, um, let's say, five lineups, one lineup, you just fade that entire game and hope it blows out. Um, yeah, and then roll just – Obviously, I hate the Detroit Miami game, but you just you know put put uh, put players in the other four games and then uh, go from there. Yeah, there's plenty of options. You don't need that Golden State Houston game. You don't need it. Like it's appealing. There's some great plays in there, big names. But you can literally, yeah, I, I do agree. You can cross that game out uh, and just kind of move on. Uh, but for sure, I mean, I'm gonna have chunks of it in my tournaments outside of like that one. Like you know, you tell your own narrative when you build your lineup. Um, anything else that we have to talk about? We should focus on as far as this. Uh, Utah Phoenix game. It's just like it's funny you mentioned Jackson by the way because there's the two guys that popped in my court IQ was Jackson and a Davis and I'm like yeah I, I made the face on both of them like I don't want to play these guys. Yeah, I mean Josh Jackson's minutes are just like they're not reliable. Um, so that's that's the only issue there. So it feels like more of a tournament uh, play, but again we're really striving for value on the slate and I feel like oh my dogs oh, are barking. Uh, Ed Davis, I think, stands out the most, like, if you're going for a cheap, yeah. I, I thank you for coming on the show. The people thank you for coming on the show because then it would just be me yapping to myself for an hour. That would not have been fun at all. Uh, Brett, uh, before we step aside and get over here, get out of here and yield to uh, Crunch Time with Andy Means and Roth. Of course, you guys know what Crunch Time is. If you're premium members, if you're not a premium member, get yourself a seven-day free trial. You can check it out. They take you guys all the way up to lock. If any late-breaking news goes down, they break it down for you, tell you how to pivot. They answer as many questions as possible in chat as well. Uh, give me the dude who's going to break the slate tonight. If you want to be ambitious, give me a bold fade. What do you have for me? Um, yeah, I'll go with, um, Mike Conley puts up, uh, see what's strong. We'll go 55, uh, for Mike Conley tonight. I just feel really confident in this spot for him. So that's probably the guy that I'm going to have the most exposure maybe to the field. I don't know how popular he's going to be. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm going. That's Brett, you know, was kill B the guy that's, that's winning the tournament right in front of you. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Uh, stay tuned for crunch time. I'm Dean. We're out of here. Holler!